He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute! I know you! Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. You're excited! Feel these nipples! That boy is good! Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everybody. It's Friday, June 10th. Happy Friday to you. Happy Super Regional Game 1 Friday to you. We're here for the Mike Rutherford Show until 6 o'clock on 1450, the Big X. Mike Rutherford with Trevor Kelsey, as always. Getting you ready, getting you updated, getting you infoed on all the latest and greatest news in the world of Cardinal sports. Of course, we've got the big game tonight, which, by the way, Television change, 8.30, first pitch, still the same there, but we have made the move from ESPNU to the big network, the big ship. ESPN has the game tonight, cards taking on the Aggies down there in College Station. We'll talk plenty about that today. We've got basketball roster stuff to get to, as always, it feels like. Uh, No DJ Wagner update today. No, no breaking DJ Wagner news. Be patient. But we can talk about, uh, you know, the big name that's out there. We talked about it a little bit at the end of yesterday's show, uh, how Louisville might get involved and why they might get involved. Uh, we have plenty of other stuff to get to before we do any of that. Got to say hi to my guy, Trevor Kelsey. Rocking the Blue Jays t-shirt today, repping his Canadian brethren. He's feeling good. He's looking better. Trevor, how are you? I'm I'm doing good, but I've got to give you props on the T-shirt. You are appropriately wearing the Phil Rich Let's Make It Rain T-shirt. We're going to make it rain on the Aggies. On a day where it's raining. It's raining outside. We're going to put up, I think, at least 11 on Texas A&M tonight. Now, you wore the shirt, but did you bring the umbrella? I did not bring the umbrella. I mean, don't you think that would have been somewhat appropriate for today? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's... It's like a five-second sprint outside from my house to the car and then my car to in here. So, so it's five minutes for me. Yeah, it's not it's not that big of a deal. But I, as I was leaving, Virginia was like, you've got an umbrella on your shirt. I'm like, I do. You're right. <laughs> Very astute observation, young lady. This is the one part of me that will stay dry. <laughs> she said, you got an umbrella on your shirt. I was like, I do. See you later. Uh, have a good nap. Uh, so we are we're rocking and rolling. This is my last show for a week. Um, unfortunate timing, uh, but I, we will be uh, off the air. I'll be off the air next week, back on Monday. My hope is that, you know, the, the good news about the way the Super Regional is scheduled is, you know, we're not missing anything today, at least. We, we can't talk about the game because it's not going to happen until 830, and then we'll be off the air Saturday, Sunday. So we would have reacted to whatever was going to happen on Monday. But my hope is that Cards Take Care of Business this weekend preferably Friday, Saturday. Keep it simple. If it has to go to Sunday, that's fine. And then we play deep into the College World Series. We win at least a couple of games, and then we get to spend the week after next following all that good stuff. If you make the championship series, that bad boy is going to go that following Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So we could technically be on the air two Mondays from now, three Mondays from now, talking about a national title game. So hopefully we can keep this thing rolling enough that this isn't the last show where we're talking about an active baseball team. Uh, But not great timing having to leave town. But, you know. If we are in the College World Series, 
I'll be calling in next week, whoever's hosting, however we're doing this, and uh, be sharing my thoughts. We can switch if you like. I'll go in with Mary and the kids. and I'm fine with that if you want to. I'll take Mary and your daughter and my son. and Our kids. We'll go, our kids. Our kids. <laughs> we'll go to, I've never been to Hilton Head. It's a, it's a nice place. It's very crowded now. It's... That's the only thing that I don't like about it is it's be it's a it's always been kind of a hot spot. Now it's like a super super hot spot. If you yeah. want to like go to dinner somewhere, you have to call five weeks in advance to get a reservation. It's just like it's a lot. I mean, I know it's a hot spot because I've passed many of soccer moms in their SUVs oh, yeah. with the H uh, H sticker on the back. I know that, that was a big thing growing up. I never went until Mary and I started dating. Her family goes every year, so I, I had never been, but I did have a bunch of friends that would always come back with the. The salt, like I had a salty dog T-shirt growing up. Had never been on vacation here because friends would bring them back for me as as gifts, which was always nice. Um, I tell you what I want to do to start off right off the bat. We have to set the tone, Trevor. You're gonna need to check the the 1450 Twitter account DMs. I sent you something. I saw that. Actually. Okay. Of course, you, I mean, you retweeted it. You put it on the show tweet, too. So I did, but a lot of people don't see the show tweet. Not everybody's on Twitter, or not everybody is going to look at Twitter before we get here. I want to set the stage for A&M. I, I want to get people revved up. The bubble band. The bubble band. There's no real obvious reason to hate them. I mean, you hate Jimbo Fisher, which is fine, but... I mean, you can hate A&M. I mean, there's reasons. I mean, yeah, but like, we don't, you know, they're not natural rivals. Maybe you watch the Junction Boys, and you're like, oh, man. Well, my, the mean. point is I'm going to give you one. Okay. Because this is, you know, they do these yell parties, I guess, the night before big football games, like as it's sort of their pep rallies. And this was, this is about a minute long. This is their yell master. This is his attempt to fire up the team before a football game last fall. If, if this doesn't get you ready to just beat these nerds into oblivion, then I don't want, know what it is. So, so here, this is, this is what Texas A&M, this is what constitutes getting pumped up in their eyes. Here you go. Right back and came back with just what the customer wanted. Well, the third fellow that walked in there didn't seem to know too much about guns or anything for that matter because he was a graduate of, the, of Mississippi State. Well, he walked up to the counter, set his rifle on it, and told Old Rock, Sir, I'd like your help finding me a classic stock. Old Rock just smiled and said, Be right back. Well, a second later, Old Rock walked in with the entire Mississippi State football team. Well, that was nasty, foul-smelling, underperforming, beasts gathered around the counter. And that fellow looked at Old Rock with a real confused face and said, Old Rock, what does any of this have to do with the classic stock? Old Rock just chuckled and said, Oh, you, ha you said a classic stock? I thought you said laughing stock. Oh, my God. That's exactly what we're going to do to him, Ags. Going to beat the ever-living, ever-loving, compound, complex. Fighting Texas Aggie, tomorrow we bounce back. Fighting Texas Aggie, happy birthday, Kip. <laughs> Fighting Texas Aggie, Parsons Mountain Cavalry. We're gonna. I mean, Jesus Christ! It just it can't get lamer. How the I don't care who their coach is. I don't care what their NIL deals are. I don't care how much money they have. I don't know how you're a recruit and you go to Texas A&M to play football, basketball, tiddlywinks, whatever. After hearing that video, after watching that video, can I have a request? Yeah. I had to run to the bathroom quick. Can I play it again? No. Oh, come on. It's only 90 seconds. We just played it. I'm playing it again. We just played it. All right, play it again. Look, it's you wanted to It's what it the customer wanted. Well, the third fellow that walked in there didn't seem to know too much Trevor about Kelsey. guns. Or anything, for that matter. Because he was a graduate of, the, of Mississippi State. 
Well, he walked up to the counter, set his rifle on it, and told Old Rock, Sir, I'd like your help finding me a classic stock. Old Rock just smiled and said, Be right back. No point in well, second later, that part. Old Rock know, walked in doing. with the entire Mississippi State kick. football team. Well, that was nasty, foul-smelling, underperforming, beasts gathered around the counter. And that fellow looked at Old Rock with a real confused face and said, Old Rock, what does any of this have to do with the classic stock? Old Rock just chuckled and said, Oh, you, ha you said a classic stock? I thought you said laughing stock. That's exactly what we're going to do to him, Ags. Going to beat the ever-living, ever-loving, compound, complex, fighting Texas Aggie. Tomorrow we bounce back. All right, you can cut it out. You, you, fighting you, you, Texas Aggie. Good Happy birthday, the, kid. The thing is, the, the joke doesn't even make sense. Like, he says, they're, they're a laughing stock, and goes, and that's exactly what we're going to do to him tomorrow. You're going you're, you're gonna to what? You're going to laugh and stock him? I have so many questions and problems with this video first this, of all why is he dressed like it's 1993 with the overalls yeah it's, it's what they do okay I, I don't know second i'm determined to find out what it says on the shirt i, I know it's good bull something because okay. that's, that's a Texas a&m thing third and, and i know these are some visuals so if you're listening i'm just compa i'm painting you a picture for it while you're hearing it why is he emphasizing on all the syllables pumping the knee like he's doing i i just assume <laughs> this is some sort of agriculture <laughs> thing yeah his, his shirt says the overalls say good bull noah because Good Bull is a it's a Texas A and M thing. Uh, like the the SB Nation site is Good Bull Good Bull Hunting. It's a, a phrase that's used to describe anything that promotes the Aggie spirit. Good Bull. So if you're Good Bull Noah, it's like it's like saying Go Cards, Mike. That's my name. Is it cool? No. Is an Aggie a bull? No, the Aggie is just like an agriculture. It's short. It's an abbreviation for agriculture. Okay. Yeah. Worst, worst, worst mascot ever, by the way. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It, it is what it is. But they, like, I, when you see stuff like that, it, it reminds me of the Grayson Allen coming out and trying to get hyped up to the Cascada, Cascada, whatever, every time we touch video on, like, Duke's Midnight Madness event the other day. And, like, all these dorks just, like, doing this low clap with them. Like, if I'm, like, I don't know how you get Zion Williamson after that. I, I get that money talks, but there, there are things more important than money, like that video and your pride. What are you doing, Texas A&M? We got to beat these guys tonight. That's, that's the statement of someone Ever loving, <laughs> ever living. I mean, so... I mean, I got lost in the joke. So look, the guy went into a Seven Eleven with a rifle and was like, "Give me some livestock or something." Texas is a different world, man. I mean, what? It's a joke that I, we can't relate to. I mean, what is he like? Like, I go into Seven Eleven, I'm like, I'm complaining about people in front of me asking for lottery tickets. This guy's got like a a, a shotgun. He's trying to buy. buy I, 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 was it a full stock or a livestock? I, I don't even. Is he trying a laughing to buy, stock, Trev. He's trying to buy a cow. Laughing stock. <laughs> But he's a laughing stock because they're playing Mississippi State. That's who they are. That's what they're going to do to him. They're going to laugh and stock him. They're going to laugh and stock him. I mean, just just unbelievable. I, I I'm ready to win. Between this and the bubbles, there's just there's nothing redeeming now about Texas A&M I mean, football besides I, I, maybe Miles Garrett, who Lamar Jackson stiff armed to oblivion a few I, years ago. I hear that speech and I just can't help but picture the Lawrence Taylor line and Waterboy, where it's like, "Don't smoke crack." I mean, what are you doing, dude? That's that's how they get fired up. That's I've always been. Here's what I need to do now. I've, I've got to find out how, how that game went. <laughs> do we know what year it was from? This is from last year. This is from 2021. Okay, I was going to guess 94 again by his outfit, but you know. Now they were yeah they, the outfits. I just I don't get it. I, and, and and I've always nothing. I've always been annoyed by the 
Steve Austin what chant between phrases. Yeah, never so it's a much more. Thing. Yeah, never so much more there. Like it's very annoying in wrestling when you because it's going to come as a shock. Somebody be cutting a promo and in between the audience would be what what. Now this will come as a shock to you, Trevor. They lost this game at home. A day after this fiery speech, Mississippi State did it get blown out. No, waltzed into to College Station and came away with a twenty-six to twenty-two victory. Um, so and who it, was the laughing stock? Keep in mind, like this, that was a pretty good A and M team overall. I I think you have to blame the speech. I would blame the speech because that Mississippi State team that kid's you know, not even there anymore. He's probably like TCU or something. Mississippi State went seven and six last year. Not exactly a great team. Texas A&M playing at home. They just come off there a loss to Arkansas the week before. Narrow loss to Arkansas. It's a Texas A&M team that went eight and four last season. Well, they should about. not have lost at home to Mississippi State. One of their only two home losses. They beat Alabama a week later. For that's God's that's sake, that's what you get when you have Jimbo Fisher as your coach. I mean, who gave the speech a week later before Bama? They because they lost to Mississippi State at home after that speech on October second. A week later, they beat Bama at home. Somebody had to have given an even worse speech. No, the speech. You mean when they beat Alabama? Yeah. No, you know what they did? They beat the crap out of this kid live at the fifty yard line. They just <laughs> they just took it. They took out like they took out they took out a bunch of livestock and just beat the crap out. They of had them. a mass burning of all the tapes <laughs> in the video from the, the prior week yell rally. They took the overalls and that shirt and burned it like Burning Man down there. <laughs> Everybody got a lick in <laughs> on Good Bull Noah. They <laughs> used him as the tackling dummy everybody went by and just nailed him a whole team came out there and just kicked the absolute crap out of him capped off with jimbo fisher with a crotch kick right to the right at the very end now why didn't this is a offhanded comment why didn't texas a&m they went eight and four last year they were four and four in the sec they didn't go to a bowl game why didn't texas a&m play in a bowl game they were they banned is that a jimbo thing i mean jimbo's a cheater so i don't know maybe were they but they haven't been caught yet cheating with him not yet i don't think no no last time he got I mean, last week I got cheating. He just jumped off the boat at Florida State and Which ran. Is, that's his typical go-to. Yeah, man. this is usual. He's, the, he's, the, he's a poor oh, they man, had, Urban Meyer. I, I forget. They had uh, COVID issues. They were supposed to play Wake Forest in a bowl game. Had to pull out because COVID. Was there it dumb or that Wake pulled out? Wasn't it Wake that pulled out? Um, no, it was Texas A&M. It was A&M? Okay. That left Wake Forest without an opponent, trying to find wow. a replacement team. Wait a minute. So, so the, the A&M team... Canceling their bowl game for COVID. People in Texas aren't going like that. You know who he had to blame? <laughs> Texas was like COVID. I thought that was fake. You know who patient number one was? Ground zero. That guy. Good bull Noah. Good bull Noah. Good COVID Noah. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, I'm fired up now. I'm ready to go. That that, that was your table setter. We're, we're gonna, it's going to be a fantastic Friday night. 8.30, first pitch on ESPN now. Cards taking on the Aggies. Uh, we'll talk more about the game as, as the show progresses. We'll also get into a couple of other items because it's been an interesting day. A couple of, I think, really exciting announcements, uh, kind of off the field, off the court stuff that's been going on. Uh, Trev, we didn't even get. You're in, in a good mood. You had to run to the bathroom though. You, how was your your Thursday evening? I know you jetted. You had a jet early yesterday. Uh, you've been paying your respects uh, to Douglas. I know it's been sort of a, a solemn couple of days. Yeah. But how are you doing overall? Uh, not too bad. Am uh, I? The the bats lost again last night. I saw that. Um, that's two in a row now. Um, but it's time for Scooter Dingus to take the rain, reins. Oh, I think he is tomorrow. Actually, he's going to give. Me I heard that on KRC. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah, I think he's going to. Well, <laughs> last night he texted me and says somebody's been requesting these these drops. Can you get them to me? And I was like, he go, and he goes, if you give them to me, I'll, I heard that. Yeah, he goes, I'll do the. I'll work Saturday night's game for you. And I was like, oh man, you have no. You just made like a completely buzzed promise. You're going to regret in the morning, man. I was like, I'll find them for you. Stop finding these cuts. They weren't really hard to find. Scooter doesn't look too hard sometimes, but you know what? I'll take advantage of that. And uh, I found them, sent them to them. So I'm, I guess I'm getting tomorrow off, which maybe that's good for the, the bats. They need it. I mean, they need yeah. a break from me, apparently. I don't know what the situation for tonight's game is going to be, uh, which sucks because it's 80s night. They're giving away 
um, miniature old old Cardinal Stadium replicas. Oh wow! Which uh, Nick a hell of a gift. I, I pulled some strings. Nick said he's going to hold me one. Oh nice! I'm looking forward to that. I, Make I'm, that we I'm, need that for the studio. I mean, I'm, our second piece of studio apparel. Between that and I actually, I don't think I told you this. I just bought like a uh, from a buddy of mine who used to work with the old studio, but uh, he had a team poster from 1982. Oh the nice! First year in Louisville, and he was selling. It. I was like, oh, I'll buy it. Hell yeah! Yeah, I mean, he said he goes, he was like, the frame needs to be redone. I'm like, that's fine. I'll redo the frame. It's no big deal. So I got that too. Maybe bring. I mean, maybe we can turn this into a Redbird studio. Maybe it's gonna look like an actual radio sh- studio. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna say bad word right there for a second. Yeah, I, I kind of stumbled on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, kind of describing the original part of it. Yeah. But so yeah, uh, so the bats lost. But it, it's good to get in that because more than anything, it's not rest or you know relaxation. Even the the bats games. I love you bats. We need to get winning again, but they are really cutting into my movie watching time. It's it's been a tough time for you. It's been it's been difficult. I mean, I didn't get a whole lot watched last night. I'm waiting for the boys' new episode to come out today, so I'll probably watch that. Obviously, I watched Louisville probably on my obviously on my phone during the night's bats game if they have a game, depending on the weather right now. Uh, so yeah, I just. Not too bad. How, how are you? you seem to be in a cheerier mood. So I'm assuming last night was a good night in the Rutherford household. It was fine. I mean, just trying to get stuff ready for today. I had to go pick up the rental car. They finally at the last second. Like we we have one. I was terrified they were going to give us like a Chevy Lumina to drive to to South Carolina. Uh, we're taking a forerunner now. It's the biggest they had. So it's not. You know, it's it is what it is. is are you are you driving it right now? I'm not. I'm in the, the Civic out there. Oh, okay. You yeah. should have driven it over here today. I want to take a look at. Well, it. Mary's been taking it on errands, and she she wants to start loading it up while I'm doing the show today. So. How much how much loading does it take? I mean, I feel a like lot, Trevor. We have two. You kids. have been prepping from this this week vacation for like two weeks. Your prep time has been longer than the vacation itself. That's how it goes. This is how vacations go with kids. It's not really a vacation. Not it's, when I was a kid. It's <laughs> watching your kids in a different city. Like we have, like John has to sleep somewhere. You got to pack the pack and play. You got to get his bottle warmers. You got to get the the little monitors going. You have to. You can't forget any of this stuff. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff to do. And oh, thankfully, Mary's been doing most of it. Times have changed. I remember when I was a kid, mom was like, "Grab your pillow and blanket, let's go." Well, yeah, like when you get to like six and seven, it's a little bit different. We have a two year old and a seven month old. No, there's like a lot three. of stuff to bring. Uh, <laughs> I, you have firm memories of that. Yeah, yeah. You stay in the room while we, me and my friend Misty go to the bars. Well, that's <laughs> not the, uh, the not the beach vacation we can have. Here. Thanks for bringing me to Atlantic City, Mom. <laughs> um, we have breaking news, by the way, in college baseball world. We've talked about the breaking news. We've talked about the you know setting things up. I guess it was when Bellman announced that Doug Davenport was going to be the coach in waiting behind Scott Davenport. And we talked a lot about how these coaching waiting situations a lot of times don't wind up working out, especially when it's a like, like relative ever Florida state has filed fired after three seasons. Mike Martin jr. The baseball coach who succeeded his father was the coach in waiting there for a long time. Seminoles went 34 and 25 this season made the regional round, but it's been three subpar by their standards seasons under Mike Martin jr. So quickly, I, well, I, I mean, would love to hear from Mike Martin senior about this. That's a quick trigger on his son. De- I mean, coach in waiting. I mean, he was basically became the coach in waiting at birth at conception. I mean, that's, Dad was there for like sixty years. Yeah, and the son's like, "Well, I got three. <laughs> How much did you guys not really want to hire me from the jump?" I mean, that's. I mean, what what did he do? What did he do? Not win a title? I mean, Dad didn't do that either. It I does mean, make me think of this stat. So I, I saw Kelly Dickey pull this out. Louisville has been to nine super regionals since two thousand seven, since Dan McDonald took over. That's remarkable. Super Fifth, regional is like the lead eight and. Equivalent or Sweet 16? Sweet 16. It's, it's tonight. Like, we have 16 teams left. That's super Not regional. Yet, no, That's point. where we are. Good so, um, 
So McDonald's been here for 15 years. Nine Super Regionals in those 15 seasons. That's remarkable. Only one program in America has been to more over that time period, and it's Florida State, who's been to 10. So high standard for them. If you're wondering, uh, LSU and Vanderbilt have also been to nine. But that's, you know, look at these programs. These are programs that have been powerhouses for a long time. Louisville, before 07, which started this run, one NCAA tournament appearance, zero NCAA tournament wins, had quite literally not won a game in the NCAA tournament, and now they've been to nine Super Regionals uh, in 15 years, five College World Series over that span as well, and only one program in America has been to more over that time frame. It, it's just, uh, again, there's, you say it a million times, there's no other way to slice it. What Dan McDonald's we were, done is here is, is nothing short of amazing. Like 80s, we weren't, we weren't playing in Old Cardinal Stadium, the little U of L one. Weren't, weren't they playing in like another like ball, random ballpark? The in the eighties, eighties, It was. I can't I say anything torn, before the nineties. I want to say it was torn down because I think they put a piece of it in Patterson Stadium, like a piece of the brick wall or something. Because we had a team one year that like had a home run, like led the nation home runs or something. And I forget the name of the the, the field now. Someone's the texture's going to probably call me out on it for not remembering the name. Yeah, there was like a was it Passway or something like that. That, that sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, I yeah. I never played there, but I knew friends like before it got torn down who played actual games there. Yeah, I mean, because I, I want to say we had a one year and it may have been nineties, but I think it was eighties where Louisville had like a really good home. Run, I think led the nation home runs or something. And during the uh, original like aluminum bat era, and that, it was in that or in that field and. I don't know if it's where Patterson's actually built. I don't rem- I don't. I, I mean, I can't lie and act like I followed a little baseball that well at that time growing up. Nobody or, no, I mean, there's, exactly. no, there's no shame in that. I mean, I've made it clear. I've, I've told this a hundred times. I the mean, Crosley, a Parkway field, I think is what I'm thinking. I think about. that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, until, I mean, McDonald got here. I mean, and I've said this a hundred times before and I'll say it again. I only knew Louisville baseball is the team whose brother-in-law was Tino Martinez. Yeah. That's, that's pretty I much mean, it. I knew Prado. I know his name, but like, that's it. Like, that's all I knew about it. And, you're right. So I just looked it up. University of Louisville used uh, Parkway Field until 1998, which I had no idea. That's, I didn't think they played in Old Cardinal Stadium. I didn't. I, I, well, they did after that. Okay, okay, until they played Pat, Old Patterson was built in what, 06? They played at Old Cardinal, I think, until 06. Yeah. Okay, so they spent eight years there. Because I remember I had friends on the teams that would play at Old Cardinal. And I think when Patterson's they built where Parkway was. I couldn't I could that, not right. tell you. I, just, I think there's a pl- I'm pretty sure it, it, there's a plaque in Patterson that's the, like marks the, a location of like the wall or something. Gotcha. In Parkway. Or maybe they just moved it there and said this is a piece of the wall. I, and they could have just done that. But At the Jim Patterson Baseball Stadium, the first eight feet of the roof supports an adjacent building from the stadium. So it was close to it. Right, okay. right next to it. Yeah. It's always cool when they kind of do stuff like that, like where the Mall America was built on top of the old... Uh... And this is cool, too. The infield dirt was also taken from Parkway Field and placed in the batter's box at Jim Patterson oh, nice. Stadium. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. So I like when, when, you, when you, you combine the pieces of history together. I'm with you. Very cool. Um, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come we back, learn something new every day over here, right? We do. We're here to educate. We're here to entertain. We're here to um, talk sports 20% of the time. It's what we do. We teach. <laughs> we love. Yeah, we love. We learn. We, li- we learn from you. We listen. And when we learn from you, we do it on the Thornton Sex Line. Text us there, 502-414-1450. Shout out to Thorntons. Uh, we're getting ready for a trip. Uh, we're going to be stopping at Thornton's to fill up before we leave. Guaranteed that. Using the Refreshing Rewards app, trying to save money at the pump. It's who we are. It's what we do. Texas, 502-414-1450. We'll get to your thoughts. Also, semi-basketball scoop mm, coming up after the break. DJ Wagner committed? No. <laughs> don't step all over it. Don't, don't, don't give it away. Semi-basketball scoop. We'll talk about that, uh, and we'll take your text as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Friday here on 1450 The Big X. We can dance if we want to. We can leave your pants behind. Because your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, well, that no
Welcome back in. Mike Rutherford Show. Are these all dancing songs? Yeah, are songs with dance in the title? Hey, all right. I think it's past you. You would know. I mean, you're in this band. <laughs> it's true. Shout to Genesis. We love you guys. Uh, we love uh, we love dancing to College Station. Big dance. Super regional dance. We're feeling so good. That's why we're in the big dance. All right, let's talk about the, uh, the the basketball news of the day, and we'll get to the Thornton's text line here in a second. The uh, This kind of popped up at the end of yesterday's show after you were gone, Trevor, when we had uh, Ty Spalding on around 530. The big news, the big, uh, I think, attention of the collective Louisville fan base has now been on former Oregon signee Dior Johnson, top 35 prospect in the class of 2022. He's a point guard. We need point guards. Kid is super, super no, talented. We need guards. He's he's got an interesting background, just like on the surface too, because he had been committed to Syracuse, backs off Syracuse, commits to Oregon, kind of flirts with other schools while he's committed, signs with Oregon. Now he wants out. Um, he he's going to be pursued by a lot of people. Here's the end that you have with Louisville. One, Louisville has Josh Jamison on its staff, who was at Oregon when Dior Johnson signed with Oregon. So there's a connection there. Maybe the bigger thing though is. He is very close, very, very close. He is bros with Imani Bates, who widely rumored to be going to Louisville. Here's what I was told on the D.R. Johnson front. If Louisville wants him, they can get him. If they want him, they can get him. That's what I was told. That's what I believe. The issue is there's some baggage there. Not the same type of baggage that you have with Imani Bates. It's clearly not as many red flags as, as the staff thinks there are with Bates. But there's, there's some stuff there. Couldn't tell you exactly what. Not sure what the red flags are. Kenny Payne has talked a lot this offseason about wanting to bring in you know, quality people, whether it's the players, whether it's their families, whether it's the coaching staff. He wants good human beings who are all dedicated to doing the right thing. Not saying that Dior Johnson isn't that, just saying that there is stuff there that has given UofL a little bit of pause. Again, not saying they don't ultimately take the kid. Not saying that there's you know, some sort of back and forth, but I think that that's the only holdup on that front. Here's my take. You got to take the kid. If he wants to come here, if you have a top 35 point guard in America who wants to come here when you've got one guard on your roster, it would be, uh, I feel the same way about this that I feel about Imani Bates. If you're two or three years down the line where hopefully the program is back rolling, you've had back-to-back top 10 recruiting classes, you're winning again, you're back in the national title discussion, you're back where Louisville basketball expects to be. You can look at this and say thanks, but no thanks. You can look at the Imani Bates situation and say thanks, but no thanks. We're not in that spot right now. If this kid winds up being, you know, whatever baggage he has, whatever problems he has, if they wind up ruining some sort of chemistry or being an issue with this year's team, I'm just going to say, it's not like you're disrupting the core of what appears to be a national title contender. You, you need really good players on this team at this point. Dior Johnson appears to be a really good player. Like Imani Bates, I think the, is there risk? Absolutely. I think the potential reward outweighs the potential risk. I don't think that will be the case a couple of years from now, but right now in this moment, I think you just got to take him and hope for the best. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It was the same thing I said about Bates. As long as you, the issues that come along with it, i.e. red flags, are not NCAA violation reasons. For sure. Then yes. That, That's a proper addendum. And if he gets here and he's got a bad attitude, you feel like – I don't care if he is the only other guard on the roster. I would hope not to hesitate to give him the boot. Like, you know, you're, you're giving you a chance. You go, this kid that played 10 high schools in five states. I mean, there's, look. I mean, because so, he's so, got a problem with commitment. There's so no, he, there's no he, doubt about it. So here's the thing, Louisville fans. Even if we bring him on, he's going to be gone after this year. Anyway, he's leaving probably. I mean, there's no way he's going to stay. He's never stayed anywhere more than two years anyway, I don't think, in his entire life. 
Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and apparently, according to Wikipedia, he was also friends with uh, former UK transfer to Washington State, Washington, Isaiah Stewart. There you go. <laughs> so, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, I, the, the favorite phrase, beggars can't be choosers. I mean, we can't. I mean, take it, take a chance. I mean, again, as long as there's no like NCAA red flags involving it, like, because I mean, violation wise, then yeah, bring him in. And if he comes in here and he's and day one, he's a, a total bleep hole and you feel chemistry slipping, then then be like boom, gone. Send him right out the door. Yeah. Don't don't hesitate. You tell him. I mean, listen, there there is no second chance. You're already a strike two here with us. So I mean, regardless. And that's not I think I don't think that goes for the team. I think it pretty much goes for everybody right now on this team. And even even if you're a returning guy. You yeah, know? I mean nobody's above the program at this exactly. point. Exactly. You don't have those be. types of players there. And yeah, <laughs> Because if you were that good, we wouldn't be still looking for talent. Yeah, that's I mean, the there's something to be said for that. So I think yeah, also, I, I say go go get them. I mean, this is a guy we've been be- just two days ago. We were deciding who would be a better get: the third string guard at Boise State or the fourth string guard at South Florida. Could Joey Baker run point? Uh, yeah, I mean that's where we were at in terms of like just grasping at straws, and unfortunately, we were only getting paper straws in this group of players to to, to bring in. And now here's someone who, yes, may have some. You know, attitude issues possibly. Five star point guard, but he's still yeah, he's still a five star point guard who I don't remember what he did statistically last year, but well, he's he's a high school kid. He's class of twenty two. Oh, he's I thought he I thought he's he was, incoming, was, was going to be a pro. I thought he was a freshman last year at Oregon. No, he's okay, an incoming freshman. He he was a signee like, at I Oregon. Didn't remember that? I was yeah, that he was a signee at Oregon. He was committed to, to Syracuse for a while, decommitted, signed with Oregon, and now is asking because Oregon has brought in so many transfers, he is asked out of that letter of intent and has been granted so he's back on the market and look if louisville doesn't go after him if louisville doesn't get him he's going to go to another huge program look at every other program he's going after arizona they're all in usc they want him Arizona just got a guard still like they they got to replace a, a lot of ball handlers from last they year's do. team yeah. they like if you watch his videos there's no question the kid can play he has he is an elite ball handler he has fantastic handles he's a five-star player he's He's everything that you're looking for at this point. If and if it winds up being if and again I I don't know the baggage. I don't I don't know if it's just the lack of commitment. I don't know if there's other stuff in his past. I don't know what's going on. But if Kenny Payne winds up looking at this entire situation and says it's just not worth it, I will choose to trust in Kenny Payne. But I think as like like you said, so long as this isn't something that could get us into some sort of NCAA trouble, the the potential juice is worth the squeeze here. You need this. You need exactly this type of player if you're going to be a competitive team next season. He brings that to the table. Maybe this is also a thing where Kenny Payne is a little bit worried that Amani Bates and Dior Johnson could be a negative influence on one another. Like I remember back in the the character, like the way that the reason why Derek Character got kicked off, kicked off the team wasn't just because Derek Character was doing stupid stuff off the court. It was because Rick Pitino thought he was a terrible influence on Earl Clark, and it kind of wound up being the case. He got one of the two had to go. I can see that. And it was character was the Earl, I think Earl was the lesser of two evils. Earl was also probably the more talented overall player. And so Patino was like, you know, boom, Derek, you're gone. We're going to make Earl an NBA player. Earl had a fantastic junior season. Winds up being a lottery pick. He's set for life. And I think that probably had to happen for Earl to come close to reaching his full potential. And maybe Kenny Payne is worried that if Imani Bates is finally going to hit that full potential, something like having Dior on this roster could be a distraction or some sort of prohibitor for that. Did they play together? I'm just speculating. One of the many prep schools? or I don't know. I just know that they have a close relationship. I'm not sure exactly. I assume they played together at some point in time, but... I mean, 
Coach Johnson, he played the, the the one thing to say if you want to mock the high school thing, the high school schools. school. I mean, guys, guys like me on the job market over here. <laughs> but I mean, the the, the one po- the one thing you can say about his talent is that there, there's got to say something to the fact that every time he left a big time prep school, another one came calling. Like he's got a who's I mean, IMG Finley Prep, uh, Oak Hill, all on his list. Did I mean, he go to that Ypsilanti prep? Uh, I don't see Ypsilanti, but then again, Wikipedia can't list all the schools. They only list seven. Of he also, it wasn't a real school, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that's, he, I mean, who knows? I mean, one of these schools, maybe I've never heard of uh, one of these schools. I've never heard of Mayfair. Probably not real. Yeah. I mean, sounds made up. Continental? I mean, that's what, what they just come up with it while it's a, the holiday and breakfast. I mean, so yeah. Uh, I would assume, I mean, but that's that's a positive. If you want to be a positive swing about it and play like fanboy positive and go, oh, well, yeah, he went to, but yeah, it must be good because if he's not, you know, if IMG's going to leave him, Finley Preps will want to take him. Finley Preps will want him, Oak Hill's willing to take him. I mean, he obviously has something to bring to the table that someone. He's really good. Constantly, nine schools after the first one, continuously still was like, we'll bring you in. He's, he's, he's very good. That's all I can say. Is he a great kid? Is he going to is is whatever whatever red flags are there? Are they going to hold up his future? I I don't know. But all I know is his highlights is if you watch him play a real game, you can find him on YouTube. Kick and play, and he plays point guard. We could use him. Uh, the other kind of scoop, and, and I, this was sort of mentioned at the end of yesterday's show when we had Ty on. Like I'm not getting. I've been transparent about this. Like I'm not getting a whole lot of info out of the U of L basketball program. It's just the way it is right now. Um, I do expect. I have gotten word. I do think we're going to sign at least one player next week. I think we'll, we can talk more about that when it happens. Do you think happens. your info's been cut off because you're associated with me now? No, I, I think that Kenny Payne just runs a really tight ship. I, I don't think many people are getting very solid info at this point. Here's the one thing that I can tell you from the early practices, the early workout sessions, and it's it's a broad thing, It's but I think it's an exciting thing. I've heard this now from multiple people who have been in the building. Kamari lands. Start getting excited. People are saying, very worth the hype. If the season started today, you know, we've talked about the backcourt. We don't have guards. If the season starts today, I think Kamari Lance is your two guard. I think he's your starting guard. And he's a guy who I've been very high on for a while. I thought maybe it would take that. a couple of years for him to get into the flow and become a college superstar. It sounds like he may be farther ahead of, of schedule than the staff was anticipating. Because everything I've heard from two different people is he's looked like an absolute superstar so far. And again, this is June. Sometimes word gets out about certain players in June and July, and then you actually start the season. You're like, "Well, what the hell was anybody talking about?" Like, I watched a practice in July a few years ago where Jalen Johnson looked like he was bound for the NBA, and in that season, Jalen Johnson did not look like an NBA player. So you never know. But Kamari lands early hype, feeling good about it, makes me very excited. Is he the new Mike James? I hope not, because I, <laughs> I mean, I fear for his October if that's the case. Uh, we got to keep him healthy. I mean, or what's the what's the Kentucky equivalent the Matt Pilgrim Award? Matt Pilgrim. He's a beast. Oh, God, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I think it was, was it Mike or Matt? It was something Pilgrim. I remember that. I remember a Pilgrim thing. I remember yeah. everybody at UK is a beast. <laughs> and every basketball team's loaded. I mean, that was that was the greatest. It felt like every year there was this like one like under the radar guy. I hear, I hear nothing but good things about this guy. This guy's going to make an impact. He's a beast. John Hood, local's talent. He's had nobody around him in high school. Watch him. He jumps out the court. He jumps out. He can jump out the building. 
We were talking about when Keith filled in a couple of weeks ago. The uh, he was like, I was, I was like, I'm trying to remember a player from Petrino's first season back in Petrino 2.0 who everybody was talking about as the fall camp superstar, and then he just never played. And I went back and looked it up, and it was Javante Bagley, the wide receiver. And the quotes from the first who? day, exactly. <laughs> I don't even like, remember him. The first like week of fall camp was like the Friday, like the third day of actual practice, and Petrino's there comparing him to Harry Douglas. Uh, Reggie Bonifon, who was the presumed starting quarterback, was saying like he's stepping up and becoming like one of our go-to guys. And then I think he caught three passes in two seasons before transferring. Like that's just you know you never really know the the summer buzz, the the practice buzz, the preseason buzz. Uh, sometimes it winds up portending good things. Sometimes it's just not a very accurate gauge of. How I mean, one, is, one example of it actually being good is the, the buzz you heard about Lamar Jackson in practices. Yeah, that I mean that was definitely. That was weird, that one though. That was true, though. That was weird, though, because the buzz was up until that week of the first game against Auburn. The buzz was, I don't know where he's going to play, but we got to get him on the he's field. He's an athlete. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's got to be on the field somewhere. That was all I heard. And then that week, I remember getting the, it was, I mean, it's, it's usually it, you know, the student trainers are the ones who are like, hey, Mike, I want to give you something. Like, a lot of times it's those guys. And this one was like, just letting you know, Reggie starting. We'll go to Lamar very quickly. And Lamar also is going to be in on the first play. And I was like, here we go. I mean, here I, we go. I know I've told this to you, but I got to give credit where credit's due to our man, uh, the sports talker. And this is where maybe he got his original name as the Cardinal Stalker. Well, I remember doing the remote in front of that great Thornton's in Jeffersonville and TJ just a few weeks before the season telling me, listen, Lamar Jackson's the future of your team. That dude is awesome. Oh, yeah. And I was like, the three-star kid out of Florida? He's I mean, four-star. No, he's border three, four. I mean, he was up there. He was the, I mean, he was the highest-rated recruit in the class. I want to say one of them had him at a three, because that was like when I first looked it up. Or maybe it's the time he was, I mean, whatever. But he was, I was like, I, he was under my radar. I'm like, who? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm over here talking about, like, what, uh, was it Will Stein and Bonifon? Or who, who was Will the, Gardner. Will Gardner, yeah, my bad. Sorry. I think people knew that, that Lamar was a future star because he was, when he committed, I remember everybody saying, you got him for now, Florida's going to come get him at the last second. And they tried. I remember that. I knew that, yes. But he was a, you knew he was going to be a star. But I just didn't you, know if he was going to be a starter as a freshman. When you talk about coming in, like, he wasn't anywhere near the atmosphere of the Teddy Bridgewater bus. Like no, but he was he was up there. No, not even close. I knew Ted, I knew Teddy Bridgewater. I was waiting with bated breath for Teddy Bridgewater. Trevor, Lamar, the Mar Jacks was an. And I the, love you. You're not exactly an accurate gauge of the, but the overall but fan base. I'm the perfect example of the novice follower of recruiting for this argument. Uh, sometimes I, I think Lamar. I think he was far more well. I mean, I remember the site numbers like would blow up anytime you mentioned Lamar Jackson. There was a lot of hype around him. I, I'm with you. Probably not as much as Teddy because no. Teddy was the start of the Charlie Strong era, and people were so excited about Teddy it. Teddy was a he'd been going. He's supposed to go to Miami. He was a four star. Right. He, he was, was a, a big guaranteed name. four star. I mean, he was. Yes, he was a big name. But I think you're under... I mean, Lamar was a vine. Like, that clip of him went viral in Superstar, but he's pointing at the kid and making everybody miss in high school. Like, I mean, he was you, very well known. You go into week one of, of Teddy's freshman year, and people were like, why is Teddy not starting? Oh, yeah. You didn't get that. I mean, well, there wasn't... Because Will Stein was starting over him. <laughs> I knew there was a Will Stein in there somewhere. <laughs> that was... And I think Teddy, apparently... Like, that was the whole thing, was Charlie wanted Teddy to be the starter from day one, and that is what ultimately led in the offensive coordinator shift because Sean Watson and, and Charlie were ready for Teddy to get the go, and they instead went with Will Stein. Who, look, love Will. If he had... He was playing well in that Kentucky game before he got hurt, but when Teddy came in and threw those two touchdown strikes to, to Bellamy and Devontae, that was the moment. Like, you knew it was done. Yeah. Uh, we got a little bit of breaking news. Uh, name from the past. This is another break. This is like the second one today. Lot, it's Friday afternoon. Stuff's happening. Yeah. This was... Uh, we mentioned this. I think it was two days ago. This report came out that Courtney Ramey was probably going to go to one specific school. It's now official. Texas transfer Courtney Ramey, who Louisville was was going after, um, has chosen Arizona. 
He'll be playing there for his final season of college basketball. He says, I chose Arizona because of the history of their program and the relationship that I developed with Coach Tommy Lloyd. That's the quote from uh, Tipton Edits there as he uh, posted the story on on3.com, breaking that news. So there you go. Courtney Ramey officially off the board. We are out of the Courtney Ramey sweepstakes, and we can continue talking about uh, Dior. Dior Johnson. Um, yeah. But Kamari Lands, I'm excited. That's all, all I'm saying. Very excited. What was the, how did we even get on the Lamar thing? I don't remember. Oh, the student, student managers. That was. Oh, it. yeah, yeah. Um, let's go to the text line 502 414 1450. Texture says, but I'm looking at the KRC text. I listened to KRC for the first time in a while today. Sorry, guys. I just, we've been busy, but I fired it up. I was folding laundry, trying to pack my bags, needed something to listen to. I was like, yeah, I'll give the KRC boys a listen. They are, for the first segment of their show, you thought we like get off tangent very quickly. <laughs> they were all over the place for the first 30 minutes. I'm like, this just has to be a big X thing. I saw on the Facebook page. I guess I don't. I haven't heard this part of the show, but intern Jacob is like claiming to be the Bo Jackson of of, of the Big X Sports Radio. How so? Like he says he runs a four five. I knew he's good at golf. He hit four seventy, bat, bats four seventy, go, and hits and golf's a sixty or something. Golf's a sixty. Uh, I can't remember the exact quote. <laughs> Somebody put it on the, the Facebook, and I was like, "What is this? Man. I met this kid. I, I don't know. I have to question this. He's younger than us." Yeah. Who I'm knows? <laughs> they do it differently out there in the OC. <laughs> Texas says, does this weekend operate as a normal three-game series if the series is tied after the second game? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's best out of three. Yeah. So you go, we'll play tonight, 8.30. Tomorrow's game is at three, and they haven't announced a time or a TV designation for Sunday. They want to see how the other series right. out there shape see, up. So, a, who's the best game to put on the best channel yeah. at the best time? It's all about TV ratings, obviously. Usually they won't like make it a, a stark difference in time if you're playing Saturday, Sunday. So my guess was would be the Sunday game will probably also be an afternoon game unless it's just, you know, all, a, lot, a whole bunch of series get sweeps uh, or sweeps. And then they want U of L Texas A&M prime time. Well, I mean, at, three o'clock you could put it anywhere else. You could start it. You could do a noon start on a Sunday with a three o'clock Saturday. Time. Yeah. What I was saying is they typically don't make the game like less than twenty four hours. They they want to give teams a full twenty four hour break. Yeah, I get that. So it, it typically won't be earlier than it was the day before. But I guess they could. Yeah, it's ESPN. They can do whatever time. they want. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Texas says uh, <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse wants to go there for a reason. That's enough to take a say. <laughs> I thought he got denied. He did. And then he said he was going to a different school. I think the the school he's going to was the one where Billy Gillespie coached. Yeah, but then that school was like, no, he hasn't he hasn't applied here. We don't have an acceptance letter for him. I don't think Billy Gillespie, but they won't. <laughs> I don't think it was the same school. I could be wrong about uh, that. I thought, I remember, no, it was Bliss. It was, I, maybe it was a school that had, uh, who's your boy that? Uh, that uh, Dave Bliss from Baylor? Yeah, but I think it was those Blinn, Blinn University is where Rittenhouse, I believe, they they had they had a controversial coach. I'm almost positive. If it wasn't Glispy, maybe it was Bliss, oh, or sense. or Art uh, Art Browse or something. Because Gillespie, this he's now coaching at. Um, it begins with a T, right? What, Tarleton, he's, yeah, which okay. just went D one. So, but he was somewhere before that. Another like like NAIA school in maybe he, maybe Texas, he was don't Bl- think maybe he was, was right. Blinn then maybe that's where he coached before Tarkenton or doesn't, that doesn't ring a bell though I, I knew I, that, that school when I saw it though that name come up on the, like the headline I knew I'd seen it before somewhere and I just don't remember where I'd seen it in the news yeah I'm not sure either so and maybe I'm confusing it with something else then possibly and that, that happens Texas says Aggie yell team can't read that uh, <laughs> Texas, this guy talking about the uh, the Aggie Yell guy. That guy sounds like a cross between a snake handling preacher and Howard Dean. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he stumbled over the entire joke, the buildup was awful, the punchline did not deliver, 
And then the this that's exactly what we're gonna do to Mississippi State made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Besides that, it was great. I couldn't get past the knee the knee thing. I it's, mean, it was, it's very distracting. Like every time he emphasizes the letters like he's Jim Rome, he's just like does his knee kick. Texas it's was like, why? Is he in a marching band or something? Texas, I mean, why was Texas A&M doing the Stone Cold what chant? There you go. Yeah. That was, it's, that was it, your problem with it. it, it well, it's not just that it's a chance of annoying. Texas, don't a lot of their students audition for that role? Was that the was that really the best they could find? That dude couldn't pump up a bicycle tire. Nice. I like that. Good Bull Noah. <laughs> Number one. I mean, that had to have been some politics to play there. Somebody had to have done a better job than that kid. Dad's a senator. <laughs> his dad's on the board somewhere. It's like Cruz's kid. Wait a minute, what? What did they say? His name was Bobby uh, Fisher, Jimbo's grandson. What? <laughs> Noah, Noah McCoy, Colt, no, like no, nephew. Texas, please never play that A and M clip again. We may play it in the five o'clock hour. I, don't know. I think it's going to be the bumper every time we come back. It might happen. I'm going to put together a new, a new uh, promo, and it's just going to be that clip. 92nd birthday, that's all it's going to play. Texas. Into Brandon's going to say the Rutherford Show. Get the, get the Rutherford birthday Eric Wood interview out of here. Texas, if we had Benny the Jet Rodriguez, how much do we win by? I mean, at least seven. Oh, easily. The thing that I liked about that kid in that movie who played Benny the Jet, you could tell he could really play. Like, he's like legit good. He's got a good swing. The way he throws. Like I was like, this kid plays baseball. He's good. Plus, he has an awesome mustache when he got older. He's fantastic. The other kids weren't that good. Well, I don't know. I mean... Uh, the yeah, pitch, yeah, it was okay. The pitcher played minor leagues. I, I was talking about the, like the, the actors, like their overall oh, baseball skill. Oh, okay. Like, no. it, like I've said before, it distracts me. When, I really didn't look that far into it when I was watching. Well, like he Sandlot. could play. Like, yeah, I did. Like it, one of my biggest things is actors playing athletes who clearly aren't athletic. It, I, I can't look past it. It drives me crazy. I can't just. I can't put that part of disbelief in my mind out out the window. Well, that explains why it. you do love slap shots so much. Because with the exception of Paul Newman, they all look and, great. Well, yeah. Well, the Hanson brothers are all three actual minor league hockey players. Exactly. Uh, that one of my, I think when I read, read, was reading about it after the movie, like it was based on one of them originally in his real life. And I get, or, and then one of the guys I guess was supposed to play it was uh, had to got called up to the NHL so he couldn't do his role or something. But yeah, all oh really? Except, yeah, yeah, all except for Newman and one of the, the guy that played. Um, and Newman looks the part too. The guy that played like the the college graduate kid. He's from you. He's from America, and he went to college. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Maybe one of my favorite parts is, is during is when they beat him in the big fight before the match, before the game, and uh, the umpire, the referee, just overlooking at the Hanson brothers during the national yeah. anthem. He's looking he's at him all like, paranoid. Like, Don't do it. And he walks over to him. He's like. I'm listening to bleep. I'm trying song. to hear the. I'm trying to hear the bleeping song. It's my my brother's favorite part. He says that probably fifty times. That I'm trying to hear the bleeping song. As soon as I saw that, I kind of thought about how I told you I was watching the national anthem with the Rangers game, and I was like, I'm getting pumped. So good. I'm trying to listen to the bleeping song. We were talking about Parkway Field. Texas says Parkway Field is now actually the intramural fields over by the speed school. Oh, don't know where that is, but okay. Texas Louisville football actually used to play there too. It's the intramural fields. Okay. Uh, Brooks and Eastern Parkway apparently was it. They had a net set up so balls wouldn't hit cars. That's the only thing that I remember about is seeing it from Eastern Parkway, hmm. and then I remember like walking past it after Derby one year, like right after they had torn it down. Parkway was old too, I believe. It was. I had friend. I don't know how. Like I had friends who played a game there. I don't know what team it was for, but I never never got to play there, which kind of makes me sad now. Yeah, it does. Um, you still in the record in Patterson though, or is it Cardinal State? Cardinal State. I never played in Patterson either. They started doing that like two years after I graduated. The region got moved there. Oh. Yeah, but you, you hit a you hit a double off of a triple A pitcher, so you're good. That's true. People don't talk about that enough. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, uh, 
Hey, Mike, it's, or, hey, Mike, it's Ross. Mike, I hear you drop a Crosley Field reference. Being from Cincy, I was fortunate enough to play at the baseball complex where the old Crosley Field scoreboard was and play in Riverfront Stadium twice. Not Synergy Field. It'll always be Riverfront Stadium, of course. Yeah, it's always Riverfront. And, Everybody yeah. got to play in cooler stadiums than I did. I thought he was going to say he played. I was like, there's no way Ross is. I know Ross. He's always old enough to play Crosley Field. I think he was gone long before he was very born. Um, I, right. I, I love the old stadium. I have, I've, got, I've got a few pictures in my house of like Ebbets and Crosley and uh, – or Crosby, whatever, and then like I don't know why I always I always find like the old MLB stadiums cool. Yeah, I, I went to one of the last games at Riverfront, not Synergy, and I think Moises Alou hit a ball like up in the red seats that I still don't like. I've never heard the sound of a, a crack of a bat like that in my entire life. One of my last baseball games I went to was uh, two 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 weeks before the strike in '94 was uh, Braves and. In red, uh, in reds, Kent Merker was on the mound. Kent Merker, I just remember because he's from Dublin, Ohio. That's where my buddy lived, and uh, went there with my grandmother. And I was so excited. Went to the Reds game, and then we were going to go to the Football Hall of Fame over by Kings Island. And we get over there, and we found out it's been moved to South Bend. Mm. My grandmother's like, "Damn you, AAA guide!" Sounds of- <laughs> it was in the AAA guide. It's listed as being in, in Cincinnati still. Those were the days. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, hour number two is on the way. We'll talk more about this baseball team. A couple other ins and outs from uh, today's news. So we'll get to all that good stuff. Big time announcement on the baseball front off the field. We'll talk about that as well. It's on the way next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty The Big X. Great wedding song. With somebody who loves me. Uh, I told you what my bitterness towards this song, though, right? No. One of my, and this is literally a claim to fame until I started working with you, this was like one of my favorite pickup lines at the bar to use. Okay. And bragging was that I came in second in the fourth grade lip sync contest with Dr. Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now I tell everybody I just know Mike Rutherford. Wait, uh, wait you you lip synced this song? No, no, that's the thing. We lost to these three oh. who did this song. Paul, it's all politics, and so because we we did pour some sugar on me. Oh, little racy for a fourth grade <laughs> lip sync talent show. I'll never forget. I forgot who was our lead singer? I can't remember now. Save my life. I I was the guitarist. I think my buddy put the drumming, put his shirt, his like arm, one of his arms in the sleeve, like he like had one arm. Incredible. But, but I had like the big, you know, the air balloon guitar that you see, you see at the, the state fair every year. Okay. Like the, you know, yeah, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I had that, and my, I can't remember who the lead singer was, but because there's only three of us, 
And he was, and he took a bandana like on, like tied on his leg. He took it off and threw it in the crowd. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, he's wearing like this, the 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 acid wash jeans with the, the cuts in them. But we lost the three girls who did uh, this this song, and I, I still think we got robbed personally. Whitney was hot at that time. You know, this that was the the era of Whitney Houston. She was tough to beat. It wasn't you. It was just the the popularity. Well, Whitney was popular too. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, not just in strip clubs, but just in regular with the ten year old crowd, though. I mean, <laughs> with the ten year old, the, the fourth grade teacher crowd. Because that was been eighty nine. I think I want to say when I did Man, that. Those were the days. I mean, it's kind of, we could have done a lot worse. I mean, by, by 1989, I mean, we could have could have done a lot worse songs. Uh, we had a text about like. What should we be worried about with the Texas A&M team? So real quickly, here's a, I, I'm, we, there's no point in like breaking down the Texas A&M overall team. I, I'll give you a couple of quick things though. One, like this should be another offensive series. I, I think that both teams have good enough pitching clearly to get this far because they have gotten this far. But I think that they're brilliant analysis yeah, on that one. You're welcome for that. This is why you <laughs> listen to the show. That both teams are. Offense is their strong foot. Like that's where if they win the series, if they do damage in Omaha, it's going to be more by the offense than it is by the pitching. A and M has maybe, not maybe, one of the biggest stars remaining in this tournament in Dylan Rock. He's uh, he hits like three forty, um, eighteen home runs, nine, uh, fifty-nine RBI. He's very, very, very good. Uh, he's the guy who kind of gets them going. Also, they're very good late in the game when it comes to offense. They have like a number of times this year. Maybe this is why people are still refusing to believe that they're good. It looks like they're dead to rights, and they just they'll serve up seven runs in the last two innings. Something that we've also kind of done. A um, and if you watch the game against TCU, TCU kept getting big hit to take the lead in the eighth, big hit to take the lead in the ninth, and then A and M would just come right back with three runs in the eighth, three runs in the ninth. They always seem to find a way. Uh, also, these are two. Everybody talks about these two being two of the best coaches in all of college baseball. Um, Jim, you ready for this name? Schlossnagel. Is the Texas A and M coach who's? Oh, I'm still trying to get over Dylan Rock. Dylan Rock's a cool name. I mean, I, th- there's no way that's a Christian name, by the way. So, well, you know anyone with the last name Rock? Well, Texas A and M's not a Christian school. It's not TCU. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> they don't have to be that. I thought that's. I don't know what. Why well, it has I'm, to be I was a just making. I was, yeah, I'm mean, just saying that, that that's amazing. He made that name up. <laughs> I mean, uh, that, you think it's a stage name? Yes. Dylan, can Rock. you name me one other person with the last name Rock? Chris. Shut up. <laughs> Don't make me slap you like Chris Rock. Um, Schlossnagel <laughs> is everybody's favorite to be national coach of the year. <laughs> Texas A&M was picked 13th in the SEC preseason. Uh, they wound up being the number five overall seed in this tournament. So Schlossnagel deservedly getting a whole lot of, uh, of, of national love. Tonight's pitching matchup. They're kind of like us in that they've got one ace, but... After that, there's not a whole lot there uh, in, among their starters. Nathan Detmer's their guy. Jared Poland's our guy. Yeah. Detmer's probably a little bit better. Uh, his fastball is about 95 miles an hour. Poland uh, get, tends to get people out with more of his breaking stuff. Very talented guys. Though. This should be if there's going to be a pitching duel in the series, it's going to be tonight. Outside of that, expect a lot of games like the games that we saw in both our regionals, where you know, Louisville's beating Michigan 11 to nine and 20 to one. Texas A&M's beating TCU 13 to 10. I would expect if we get to Saturday and then potentially Sunday, you'd have you may see some runs scored. That's my quick, easy, nice little preview there of Texas A&M and what we might see this weekend. You excited? Oh, so much I can't stand up. So much so that you can't. You're not even paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm, I'm actually. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I can. I mean, I've got to watch it streaming tonight, but you know, you know how much I love watching the ESPN streaming app. Because the bats? 
Yeah. Uh, you can get the TV working in there. You, you telling me. I know. I mean, it's something to do with the, the cable's on, but like any, no matter what channel I go to, it just says not authorized. Like the guide's there, and it's showing like what's on the guide. We got to get that figured out. And I've tried to unplug in the box, turn the box on and off. You know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't really want to call Spectrum because I hate dealing with people at Spectrum. I've been one of those people. I don't want to deal with myself. Um, really quickly, I want to give a shout out. We should we shouldn't mention stuff like this on the show. Uh, Gabriella Leone, U uh, of L track and field superstar, first Louisville women's athlete to win a national championship at an outdoor track and field competition. We've had some indoor female track and field national title uh, champions. This is the first outdoor one that we've ever had. She was a first team All American this season. She won it in pole vault. How about that? Four point sixty oh meters. I've got no idea what pole vault terms are. She's the best though. That's all I know. Do you remember the Trevor Trizer from KRC? Yes. I remember the soccer clip, of course. I think I need to do pole vault. I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> what? Of all the things you could do, that would be like last or second to last. That's on the, the list. one where they land on the giant balloon, right? When they go over the bar? Yeah, but it's the you have the gigantic stick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw, I saw a clip uh, Zagoria's daughter apparently is doing real well in New York in it. My buddy, a, a guy I went to grade school with, uh, Chip Heiser, he was a Peninsula Olympian, went to Oklahoma for pole vault. Uh, he did the, the vault in the ville thing down at 4th Street Live for a few years in a row. Um, it's fascinating. I would be terrified to even attempt it, though. I, you could get badly hurt. I, also, I don't know how much height you can get on one of these pole vaults. I don't know what the weight limit is there. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. I just, what's the stick? I mean, can, we get a, can we get me a, a pole vault stick made with a stuff that's in Wolverine's bones? I mean, that's, There'd have to be some adjustments made. I mean, how cool would it be I mean, you're talking like what's the scene in old school where the dude, uh, the 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 bad dude jumps off? Yeah, the, it's the vault. The right? vault. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's what. Like, don't worry, Omar's there to catch. Fine. <laughs> Not that it was better when he, the, the 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 brick went through the uh, the sewage thing and pulled him down. But the uh, yeah, I think I should try pole vaulting. Who who do we reach out to that? I, I hit Chip up. Maybe he can make some more. Happen. Honestly, more importantly, I want to I want to land on one of those big balloon things. It does seem like it'd be fun. Ever since I saw heavyweights, I wanted to land. I wanted to be the fat guy landing on the big balloon. Remember heavyweights? Oh yeah, of course. The blob. I mean, you can do that. And the only time I've ever done it, we went to Ben Stiller movie. By the way, we went to a we had a baseball trip where our coach's nephew was playing baseball for Notre Dame. So we went up there and like anybody famous you don't know. Well, I mean, this wasn't like a famous person. He was like (laughs) baseball player at Notre Dame in the the late nineties. So we went there and like it was like a rain delay, and so I, I guess. We probably weren't allowed to go there. We went into like Notre Dame's football's indoor faci- practice facility, which was also Ooh. where they had their track stuff. And yeah, like I was just like we were all like just jumping on to like the the things that you when you do the high jump, the little big mats. It was yeah. fun as hell. And then we all got kicked out. Ah, it's great. I want I want to do. We were Rudy. They wouldn't kick us out. <laughs> Rudy can do whatever he wants, but just we can't go on campus. Rudy's lives there. He breaks it. He's breaks it. Breaking it in or he's living Sleeping on a Sleeping in the cots in the place. We can't even jump on the mats. Yeah. Um, where I developed my hatred of Notre Dame. By the way, I just saw on the uh, Bats uh, Twitter account the uh, the picture of the replica Cardinal Stadium thing. It looks pretty cool. I want to see it now. It's on if you go to the Little Bats Twitter and you scroll down a little bit. Uh, a great idea for a giveaway. So then they're, they're also doing, of course, it's it's eighties night, which is also they're wearing the Redbirds jerseys. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I was excited to see what it looked like, and I'm very excited to be hopefully can pick one up. Yeah, they nailed that. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't have that. I guess that'd be. It looks. I don't know how big it is by comparison, but I'm sure it's a decent little size. That's not the first time you said that. 
<laughs> I don't see the bleachers that that that, that I feared for life on uh, put on there, but that's all right. Oh God, those bleachers! <laughs> those bleachers. I mean, you just you probably sneezed wrong. You were just gonna die. I've said before, my senior year was the the Bush Brom game, and I only sat in them maybe twice ever too. The stadium, like the, the, we had to sit up, and because the bottom row of those bleachers had been like condemned. And when we're celebrating, when my guy Brian Smith makes the game winning interception. I, I'm, it's, you know, you're, you're going crazy. Everybody's going nuts. This is the greatest thing ever. And then for a brief moment, I'm like, are we all about to die? Cause it felt like everything was just going to give out from underneath us. And that was the last football game that was ever played in that stadium. Like, yeah, I didn't game. Get, I only went to, I only went to I think two football games ever in that stadium. Cause I didn't go really, to, I didn't get to go to a lot of football, little football games when I was younger. I went to I, a bunch of high school games there. See, I, well, and then when I did go to high school and I went to a ton of Redbirds games, obviously if you went to Redbirds games, they didn't open those up uh-huh. in the outfield. You, so I sat in the, you know, the red, you know, blue, green seating area, mostly green and red, mostly for me. But, you know, so I don't even went and I spent so many years just going to, because my uncle had UK football season tickets. I went to a ton of UK games. I want to say I went to every home game from like 90 to 94, maybe. I mean, it wasn't like they were like, you know, people were clamoring to get those tickets anyway. So I didn't get to go to a lot of, a lot of UFO football games. I went to, I think my first one was in 93 because Marty Lowe was our quarterback. I, I want to say we played. I want to say we played Texas or Arizona State. I forget. It was like one of those schools, and we won. But it was, and then uh, and then I went to like two that year, and that was like the only. Was, and then I didn't go back again. I didn't get to go back again to another UFO game until we were uh, we were in, in, in Papa John Stadium, Carmel hmm. Stadium. Hmm. Um, we talked yesterday. I put out my. I mentioned it was going to be published today. My early season top twenty five. Saw that, yeah. One fan. There's always one fan base that's more mad than the others when this happens. <laughs> Illinois fans were kind of mad, which I thought I've got Illinois higher than like most. Like most people don't have Illinois in their top twenty-five. I thought I was being generous, putting them in there at tw- I think twenty-two or twenty-three. But one fan base that was not in the top forty. Just I've gotten emails, I've gotten DMs, I've gotten tweets. Maybe they're just taking after their head coach, who's the angriest man in, in college sports. Ooh, uh, where's Frank Martin at right now? No, not not Frank. Oh Martin. no, uh, Iowa. You're damn right. Yeah. Iowa fans, not was, happy that I don't have them in the top 40. When you say angry coach, I go Frank Martin, Iowa, which is McCaffrey, and then, of course, uh, your boy that just left Wichita State. He's no longer anywhere. Oh, uh, uh, Marshall. Greg Marshall. Yeah. yeah, Frank Martin, by the way, is at, I think, UMass now? It is UMass, because remember, we, he, he's got uh, Matt Cross coming up there. Oh, that's right. They're going to kill each other. <laughs> yeah, they're going to kill each other. But Iowa we're fans. They're first on-court murder. Iowa fans, all <laughs> Every one of my mentions, every one of these emails, Keegan Murray, Keegan Murray, Keegan. I'm like, you have to have more than one player, guys. I, I, I don't know. Keegan Murray left. He's still there. Oh, I thought he went pro. <laughs> I mean, they're acting like they, you know, they have him, but I mean, they, I maybe I misread there. it, I, or maybe I just assumed he was going to go pro. I did too. No, he's he's going pro. Like, yeah, I don't know, I was I don't know like, what, they were, what they, these people were talking why about. Why would Keegan Murray? What what um, on God's earth does he have to return? He's he's a high scoring guard that's going. The NBA's rules over Keegan Murray. I, like, I don't know why these Iowa fans were so mad. Like one of them, he's a lottery pick. Absolutely mentioned Keegan Murray in my DMs. Maybe I just didn't read it closely enough. And he was saying like we were going to replace Keegan Murray with this guy. But like I can't. Like they've got nobody coming back. Yeah, and he, they weren't even that. You know, like, they were right. average to begin with. You with can't Keegan go to a Sweet Murray. Sixteen when you got National Players of the Year. Maybe you're not going to be top forty when you don't have All Americans. Like suck it. I'm sorry, you're not going to be good. I stand by it. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Oliver ain't walking through that door. He's not. Uh, Texter says, let's go back to the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. Texture says, is Dior Johnson the player referenced by Pierce Clarkson? If not, sure, this is more likely than other predictions slash guesses as to who this player is at this point. No, there's no way because Clarkson, I don't think, was 
it had, the more that I hear, the more it had to have been either Imani Bates or the kid um, Jiggy Phillips from 2024, because there was no real notion a month and a half ago when Clarkson made those comments that uh, Dior Johnson was going to decommit from Oregon. He, I mean, he signed with Oregon. He only left because they brought in more transfers than he liked. Um, and I, I guess he got mad about that. So I, I can't imagine Clarkson saw the writing on the wall. There. I, don't, I don't think they have a relationship. It is of note, my guy Chris Hatfield pointed this out on Twitter, the only non-Oregon coach who Dior Johnson is following on social media is Nolan Smith. Dun, dun, dun. You got to look at that sort of Isn't thing, man. Isn't Dior mustard, by the way? <laughs> you thinking of Dijon? Maybe. <laughs> What's the, isn't it the mustard where you pull up next to the rich people and ask them the Dijon? Yeah. No, that's uh, what was Grey Poupon. Grey Poupon, yeah. Pardon that, me, sir. Yeah, isn't that in that in that uh, Dior mustard or something? Isn't that like the style of mustard it is? Dijon. Oh, Dijon. Okay, yeah, that's close. Uh, Tish points out that there's another Murray on Iowa. Yeah, Chris, good, Chris that... Murray. But if they're talking about Chris Murray being the superstar, then I, I mean, come on. <laughs> Fine player. Like, what do you want? Related to Keegan? <laughs> I don't even know. That's actually a good question. I'm, I'm worried to ask sometimes now. I've been, I've been so bad at striking out on these. Are they the same race? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they actually do look very alike. I'm, I'm now going okay. to. Okay. Well, it may be the same picture they've got for both players. This may actually be an ESPN mistake. I think they've got the. A stock photo? <laughs> I think they've got the same player. If they're not brothers, then they are identical. But Keegan Murray's the good one. Chris Murray was just kind of whatever last He's season. the Taylor Griffin of the group. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's fine. He's, he's okay. Uh Texas, do we ever look at Sean East? Man, the Sean East questions are just never going to stop. Where did I know that name from? He was the point guard for um, on Romeo Miller's teams at New Albany. Remember we looked this up a while oh, ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, we thought he, I thought, yeah, because I thought, uh, thought Rondell Rondel. was a starter, but Rondell was the sixth man, yeah. But and, Sean East went to, he started off at UMass. Actually, yeah. he ended up, their starting point guard got hurt. He started almost all of the, their games as a freshman. He then transferred to Bradley. Um, put up similar numbers there, then went to John Logan Community College or Junior College, which is where uh, Jay Scrub had gone. Okay. And then he ended up signing with uh, – who, who did he sign with? He West Virginia? That's a good question. I No, it wasn't – because we – there was talk that we had reached out. I think it was Missouri. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, he, he signed with Missouri. Okay. So he's going there this year. There was talk that he could land at Louisville. Sean East was a guy that, I mean, back at the old radio station, people would call in all the time and be like, why are we not recruiting this kid? Why are we not recruiting this kid? And he's a fine college player. I'm um, not saying he couldn't get minutes here, but I don't think he's a guy that you plug in if you're Louisville and say he's good enough to be our starting point guard. At least, in, you know, he put up good junior college numbers. Maybe he got a lot better, but I don't know. We'll see what he does in Missouri. Missouri's kind of – they're getting a lot of dudes. Well, yeah, I think when he was available, we were actually still being picky for guards. Which is seeming, in hindsight, a lot of that is seeming <laughs> like a problem. It's like the, I can't remember who the old comedian was. It was one of, it was a female comedian who I really liked, but she had a whole bit about how, like, you, when you're so picky in your 20s and then you get to your 30s, you're like, I broke up with him because he was too nice. Like, yeah. what, what was I thinking? Like, smack my 27-year-old self. It's kind of how I, we're starting to feel now. Texas, yeah, I'm finishing up yesterday's pod. I wanted to pitch my t-shirt idea. September 6, 2007, Louisville 58, Middle Tennessee 42, case closed. I, I still think that game's too memorable. 
It was Cragthorpe's second game, <laughs> and it was the first time where we all were like, "Is this guy good? Like, what do we? We just gave up forty-two points to Middle Tennessee State. Well, we were so pumped the game before because the one we beat, uh, we beat Murray, Murray State like, like seventy-three to three or yeah. something. Yeah, I just remember going over to like, Cragthorpe. The, 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 the train keeps a rolling. I, like, I, I went over after the Middle Tennessee State game. We went over to my buddy's house, whose dad is like the classic negative fan. Like, you know, if you win a game by sixty points, he's like, "Hey, I don't know. I then against quality competition, that third quarter is going to bite." I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Always look for the negative. And right away, he's like, I'm telling you, this Cragthorpe guy doesn't have it. He's he's not the guy. You're going to find out. He's like, and I was like, I don't know. I'm like, the defense looked a little rough today. But, you know, they just, we'll, we'll show it against Kentucky next week and all this stuff. And he's like, nope. He's like, they're going to lose to UK. And sure enough, he was he was right. I was wrong. No question about it. Texas says, why is it June and we still don't have a SNC coach? Strength and conditioning? I'm assuming that's what he means, yeah. Well, we have... Didn't we hire one? Yeah, don't we have Ben Souders? Is that what you're talking about football? Uh, I would think basketball, maybe. <sighs> I don't know who our strength is today. I guess we don't have one on basketball because we got Andy Kettler's gone. Yeah, because, it, yeah. And then uh, we, I don't remember you announcing that we had one. I don't think they, yeah, it's a good question if that's true. I could have just totally missed this, but I don't remember us hiring. We also haven't, you know, we still haven't found out what's going on with the Perez kid, if he's actually going to hear, be here as like the, All the Rockaway sergeant guy. at arms or, or whatever, sergeant secretary arms. of agriculture. Men of, um, men of arms. Wasn't that the He-Man sidekick? <laughs> was, yeah, because Kettler ended up going back to, not back to, but he went to Xavier after last season. I don't think that we've hired somebody. Can we bring Reagan along back? Make that happen. Yeah. We're bringing, you know, it's a Louisville feel. We love Reginald. But, yeah, that's a good question. We were starting these off. What I've heard, and I think I'm not the only one that's heard this. I think it's been talked about on other stations, is that I think Ty talked about it yesterday on the show. Louisville, when Matt came in here, he hired Andy Kettler. He wanted our guys to be big and brawny and physical and intimidating like West Virginia, which is where Kettler had been for a long time before he came here, and wasn't as big on the Rick Pitino treadmill, 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 conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. And the word from Floyd Street early on has been, and I think LL has talked about this on a couple of radio shows when he went on a few weeks ago, like they're just running, run, 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 not a whole lot of weight training. They're just trying to get in the best shape possible so they can play at this fast pace that Kenny Payne keeps talking about, which I like. I, pr- I prefer that to the, because I, I guess we can spill the tea now on some of the stuff. Like there was talk amongst multiple players, not just last season, but when the team was actually playing pretty well, that they were doing too much bulking up and it was affecting the shots of some of these guys. Like they were getting, you know, I remember like baseball players in high school who would get too big. They couldn't, all of a sudden they couldn't throw when they tried to come over from football. Like they just, you know, you don't have as much mobility if you get your shoulders just gigantic. You walk around looking like you have <laughs> hair in your shirt. Well, that was never a problem for me. But some of the other, <laughs> some of the, the football players, like they would get big and their throwing motions would get all jacked up. And some of the players would, this was a complaint from them. They were like, we're getting big and brawny and like it's screwing up some of our guys shooting strokes. Not, Totally saying that's the reason you can blame Noah Locke and Matt Cross and all these guys going from career 40% three-point shooters to guys who couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. But maybe there was something to it. Regardless. There's, there's, there's smoke, there's fire, right? I mean. Re- regardless, we have gone away from that. We're going back to the Patino style, which is get these guys in the best physical shape, you know, just when it comes to conditioning. Make sure they can play at this pace for a full 40 minutes. We'll wear teams down. We'll run them into the ground. That's what we want to do. And I guess for that, maybe you'd a strength and conditioning coach isn't quite as important, but it's a fair question. We, if we don't have one, that seems 
like a, a strange thing to be going into your summer conditioning program without somebody to, to run it. But maybe Kenny Payne's just, he can control that too. Maybe she's in the Pelotron people that scream on the screens at you. We just got a Pelotron account and that's our strength and conditioning coach for the basketball team. Megatron, Pelotron. Megatron, Pelotron. How, how is that Pelotron treating you at the house, by the way? Uh, Peloton. Mary's used, I can't use it. I haven't, the, the long COVID stuff is just, I can't walk upstairs without feeling like I'm about to die. So I, I will taunt at some point. My friends were like, what's the taunt update? I'm like, have not taunt. I don't have the shoes yet either. I got to get the shoes. I do. You don't have shoes? You have to get like little shoes, like bike riding shoes, specialty shoes. You have to buy specialty shoes just to, you have to buy specialty shoes to like ride like, like a real like bike thing. An actual bike. They're called tennis shoes, right? No, Trevor. No. When's the last time you've been on a bike? Apparently not since you had to have specialty shoes. Well, to when's ride the last time you've been on a bike, period? Like any sort of bike. Um, I want to see you on a bike. I would have to say the original Bush was still in office. <laughs> I, I think the look of the AM kid was in When style. did we invade Iraq? When did the we first invade time. Iraq? <laughs> Whitney was singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. I mean, it's actually that I heard on another radio show that Sidney Curry was asked which newcomer had impressed him the most, and his answer was Kamari Lance. There you go. I mean, I, it's the word seems to be out there. It's Kamari Lance. Lance is six five, six six. I think he's yeah. I think he's six six five. I think about that. I think that yeah. sounds right. Probably looks at six six. So probably six five. Yeah. Um, I think he's a he's a two three. He, yeah, he, he's. I think more of a natural three. But it sounds like he handles it well enough to to be a two. He's he, I take it back. He's listed at six eight. So he's, which makes sense because the comparison that I heard the most because Ree is listed at six seven, right? Ree I think is six seven, but yeah. he's he doesn't have the build to be. Yeah, he's very skinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, slight. Yeah. The comparison that I heard the most for Kamari Lands coming in, and this spoke close to my heart because I love this man, was Earl Clark. A lot of people said similar game because that was kind of Earl's build. Like when he okay. came in, he was viewed and it didn't wind up quite coming to fruition he was viewed as like a 6'8 dude who can handle the ball and shoot the ball from the outside and we, we never saw as much of that but he certainly had the that nba skill set where Plus i can he was labeled at 6'10 i believe was he that big he was labeled at 6'10 i'm not saying he was there's no way he was 6'10 that's why when you say he lands at 6'8 i'm thinking 6'6 six, six. he earl clark is listed on his wikipedia page at 6'9 so to meet halfway. Yeah. I can see six eight six nine. I can. I, I, see I thought 10. he was when he. I thought Louisville was listed six ten. I could be wrong though. But Lands, even if he's really six seven six eight, I think if he handles the ball well enough to be a two, and he's that good, that changes our entire outlook for the season. I mean, the two guard position hasn't been because I still think Reed can play a two. I don't know how ready he is to step in and play major minutes, but his size tells me the two and three are interchangeable to me. Here's my problem with Reed. When you say that though, I think Reed can play the two on offense. He can't guard twos. If you watch his, he's not, he's he not the world's most two, athletic dude. He probably dude. can't guard a three. I mean, it's going to be an issue for him. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, if you can't guard a two, then you tell me, then you can't convince me you can guard a three then. Yeah, but I think that it's different. Like, he'll struggle with some threes, but when you're talking about a three, they're almost always going to be 6'5 or bigger. You're going to have a lot of two guards that are 6'2 and quick. You have small backcourts in college basketball. Yeah. And Devin Ree, I think he can help you a lot because he can knock down the outside shot. He's got a long way to go in terms of athleticism. His lateral quickness is is not great. I think he's going to struggle defensively. I think Kamari Lance can defend. I, I think against most teams, he'll be able to to defend there too. I also wonder if you, if Kenny Payne is at least considering, and I know this is this goes against everything that he would have learned under John Calipari and to a lesser extent Ernie Kent. I wonder if he would consider going to like using all that length with his own because we've got a lot of big long dudes and 
we, we've got the roster that Jim Beheim wants to have. His teams have been so bad defensively because he's taking like he's playing his kids. He he's, he's playing his kids and he's playing, you know, well, Joe Girard's the word. Beheim right now though. I mean, well, hell yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah. But but he, <laughs> but he gets buckets. We yeah. need somebody who can get buckets, but That's defensively, <laughs> he's a little bit of a liability and Joe yeah. Girard is a small 6-2 dude that doesn't have uh, a whole lot of athleticism like that's not those aren't the types of guys that make that two three really effective no. we have the types of guys that can make that two three really key work are the guys that make that, that, that michael effect. carter williams like yeah. you need those those lanky tall guards that have just ridiculous wingspans and top tier athleticism and I'd, they haven't had that in a while i'd be okay with just doing kind of a not a full-time zone, but rotating into yes. maybe, maybe a man matchup zone, which I've always been a fan of. You know. And look, again, like it doesn't just because we do it this year doesn't mean we have to do this. It has to be your brand moving forward. We can adjust to our roster. That's becoming kind of the the invoke thing in college basketball anyway. Is is suiting the, your style of play to your roster for that specific season because there's so much roster changeover, turnover from one season to the next now. So if Kenny Payne wants to be a guy who coaches purely man-to-man, you're going to have the roster to do that moving forward. You may not have it this year, though. And if you've got a roster that says 2-3 is our like best option of being a top-tier, top-20 type defensive team, you know, I'm not saying you have to play it all the time, but maybe throw it in there. Just when, see how it feels. I wonder if Bernie Kitt did use much zone. I don't recall. I think they're more – Oregon's always been kind of a man-to-man team. I mean, it's been so long ago. I can't. I mean, I can name you the pl- the player, the better players off the team, but, I mean, I can't, t- I can't remember what kind of system they ran. Uh, At least not defensively. Texas, I'm a former manager while Petrino was there, and now I'm wondering who the mole was. <laughs> it was you, buddy. There's like seven moles back in the day. I mean, like every student manager just wanted to want to spill the beans. I don't blame them. Um, Texas, you may have already said this, but Dior's availability seems to be because Oregon signed two veteran point guards in the transfer portal, and the starting point guard came back after pulling out of the draft. His ability outweighs any issues of him changing schools, in my opinion. That's the same. I, I feel the same way there. I think I – I don't know – Maybe my opinion would be changed if I knew what red flags we're talking about. or But if it's just he's been kind of a basketball nomad over the years, he just can't commit, I, I mean, man, you you got to take him. You, you've got to take him. I mean, well, it could be just academic issues. Who knows? I mean, does anybody even care about academics in terms of eligibility? Well, he was anymore? good to go at Oregon. So, I mean, like, I'm not saying Oregon's like a terrible school, but if he's good enough to get into Oregon, I assume he'd be good to go academically here. And I mean, standards-wise, Oregon's got to be near the top, right? Well, I mean, they're not terrible, so. It's called sarcasm. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will uh, we'll wrap up hour number two. We'll get back into the uh, the football discussion. Uh, we've I've got a couple other notes on the baseball regional, and we'll take more of your text at 502-414-1450. Before we break, though, reminding you about our friends over at Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Check out all the different styles of sunglasses they've got. Summer is here. It's a rainy day today, but the sun will be back very, very soon. I'm bringing the Shady Rays down to Hilton Head next week. Both pairs. Love the polarization, love the look, love the feel of them, and love the fact that if they get broken, something happens to them in the first 30 days, you're going to get a replacement pair from Shady Rays. I also love the people that have been tweeting me on Twitter, like sending me the pictures of them in their Shady Rays. We had a guy today who's like supporting the radio station, supporting the product, love the Shady Rays, had a little lens problem. They hooked me up. Now I'm feeling good. Use the promo code BIGX when you check out. and It's going to save you 25%. Go to ShadyRace.com. Get yourself set up for summer. We'll be back here on 1450 The Big X with more of the Mike Rutherford Show.
Welcome back in. 1450 The Big X. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show rolling on. And no, Beast502 Mode on Twitter says, Did Rutherford just admit that he took advantage of the buy one, get one free Shady Race deal by saying he has two pair? No. Look, we, we were gifted two pair yeah. as ambassadors to Shady Rays. We both got two. Tooper! All I can think about is training day. I got tooper! You know what I'm talking about? I remember. I, are you the talk- scene with the cards. I'm, yeah, but I don't remember him doing that. I just. I got my pushed in. Yeah, that's man. what I'm picturing. It's the same scene. Yeah, same guy. Same yeah. guy. I got tooper! <laughs> but we got, two, we got two pairs. Shady Rays hooked us up. Sorry. Yeah. I haven't, and thankfully, I haven't even broken my first one yet, which I'm kind of glad because not that I don't, I don't like the second pair. I do. The first pair I picked, I'm, I'm, I'm getting comfortable with them. I'm loving them. I've been mixing and matching. I go, I go back and forth. Um, yeah, I mean, they both have different views out of them. And the first pair I picked, I just love it because it's not like because some sunglasses you get and you put it on and it like makes everything too dark. And like these are perfect because I have sensitive eyes. I'm a very sensitive person. You don't know that. I have sensitive eyes too. We both have those baby blues. Yeah, and maybe that's what it is. Like even tonight, because when I first come leave the house, which usually is in the afternoon, it's bright out. I mean, usually, it's very <laughs> always. I like my I, I might as well look burnt a little bit. Like I, I was saying, and even like today, for example, I mean, it's 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 you know it's it's not as dark. You know, it's not night out because the rain, but. Like still, like I was wearing my sunglasses on the way here, and it was perfect because they're not so dark to where you know I could I could still wear them and see fine, even though it was because my eyes were burning a little bit. I had to put them on. That was one thing I hated when I did TV was the all the bright lights would get on me. It would make my eyes just kind of burn. I'm the same way, and it would just drive Jonathan over at you know the right the TV studio just nuts because we'd like do, we'd have you know go to commercial, and I'm like just trying my hardest not to like. Because I'm trying to look like I'm crying on the air because my eyes are burning and watering up. I was just thinking about how I have to remember to get my sunglasses out of the the wrecked car and put them in the, the rental, rental we got yeah. today. So I got the rental today. By the way, I, I should have told this earlier, and you'll enjoy this reference. So I walk in, and oh, Mary has been me, like, yes. Mary has been raging on all these people, like just trying to, you know, this is because it is ridiculous that they're trying to like not give us a rental or keep our rental for three weeks when. The wreck was not our fault. Her insurance is supposed to cover this, and we're like leaving for vacation. So Mary's been talking to people. Is the issue with the insurance company or the the rental car? The rental car. Like they're like, we don't have this. We can't do this. Do you want to throw them under the bus? No, I'm not going to do that because they ended up hooking us up. But Mary, like, I mean, she she gets stuff done. Like she she is more than willing to like yell. And also, like when I yell, I don't have the same effect as she does. Like she's far more scary than I am. Freely willing to admit that. So when I walk in. The guy's like, oh, like I start saying my last name and you could tell like he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I've talked to your wife. Like, tell her like, I'm so sorry. Like, like just like apologizing outright. All I could think about was the the guy from Almost Famous where he goes, your mom called. The guy from Modern Family. A, she's a handful. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I guess she kind of freaked me out. Like, that's all I could think about was like, that's like, he's like, oh. Talked to your wife earlier. Eric Stone Street. From, She's uh, a handful. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's I'm just like waltzing in there, just sweeping up the, the debris from her storm. See, on the other hand, I'm picturing Mary being like the Tommy Boy's girlfriend on the boat. Which is like, I know where you live and I know where you sleep. Kind of, and I will yeah. find you and your embarrassed will cry when I see what I've done to you. Every now and then I'll <laughs> like I'll post her rants, like when she's like just like raging on somebody on Instagram, like my story, just like from the other room where you can just hear. The best one was when she's like, because she always does the same thing too, where it's like, it is ridiculous, it is not our fault, <laughs> and I know it's not your fault, but I need to talk to a manager. Please. Like she just like she hey, she gets stuff done. I t- I see that yeah, I would I would need her because I can be 
if you it put if you annoy me long enough, I can get to that point. It takes a lot for me, but it does too because I've been on that. I've been in their shoes. I'm there. the same way. Like I always I've, feel bad I've, for the I've person. I've been a server. I've been retail. I've done telemarketing. I mean, we we'll go through the list later on. But <laughs> summer project. They're, yeah, they're, they're, you name it. I've been on that side, and I know that like especially when I'm calling like I'm angry like, when you call a cable company, you call you know an 800 number, but. I try so hard to be patient with these people because I know it's not their fault. And they're not getting paid enough to probably have to deal with it as well. But sometimes it will get to the point where I'm like, all right, listen, I've been as nice as I can be, okay? The, the bowl's empty. I'm losing patience. Get me my damn pay-per-view on right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Texter brings up a fact. I actually just looked this up because somebody told me this. So there was... There have been a lot of rumors. Ruben Owens is the big name that Louisville fans are now talking about on the football recruiting trail. Number one all-purpose back in the class of 2023. He's going to Louisville. Some say the next Barry Sanders. Some say, I mean, Barry Sanders, Bo Jackson, and... Uh, Some say he's, he's, the, he's, the equivalent. he's what happens when you take Jim Brown, Bo Jackson, and, and Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders, and Earl Campbell. He's got Earl Campbell's thighs, Barry's hips. Uh, <laughs> he's... Oh, in a Jim Brown frame. You know, but we're, we're making jokes. He would be the highest rated recruit to ever sign with Louisville. He's the number 20 overall player in this class, according to ESPN. It's amazing. It's the third time you've said that this year. But because it keeps me in Yeah, that's what I'm well, saying. You keep reading. Like, but it's not true with other, anybody else, though. Like the, the other players, like DeAndre Moore, who just committed, is the highest rated non in state prospect to ever commit to Louisville. Michael Bush is the only five star player who's ever signed here. What about. Brom was right behind him. Brom's number two. And then DeAndre Moore right now, as it stands, is the third highest rated player to ever sign with us. Ruben Owens would be number one. He I would thought, trump everybody. So the defensive back was our top rated out of California. Aaron Williams, no. Yeah. He's he's top ten all time that we've signed, but DeAndre Moore is, is high. Okay. Um Owens, well, Aaron Williams was first, then Moore, now Owens. Owens would be but but again, like this is the first one who would be the highest rated recruit regardless. In state, out state, defensive, offensive. He's the real deal. He's the number one running back in the country. Oh, this isn't a bad thing. I'm not trying to make a bad joke or thing. I'm being I'm just saying this that's a great that's a good that's a good thing to have happen. Well, yeah. <laughs> Once again, we're breaking down stuff like no other radio show can. Having the number one running back in America come into your program, a good thing. Uh, he's uh, these rumors aren't dying that he's going to just commit to Louisville soon. He, Rivals is the latest. They had this wrap up of this Las Vegas event that took place yesterday, where he and Pierce Clarkson are in fact playing on the same team. And there's a lot of chatter, a lot of people saying this could happen. Somebody asked me on on the t- the text line, "Have you seen Ruben Owens' bio on Instagram?" And I was like, "No, I don't follow I don't follow kids on Instagram until they commit to Louisville or they play for Louisville. Sure, and yeah. if they have the, if they have the private thing, I still don't follow. I'm just like, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be private, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stalk. I don't. You, you stalker. You can check out my Instagram. <laughs> my Instagram is pretty much just my kids anyway. I don't." <laughs> There's like no Louisville Isn't stuff that on all there. Instagrams. Yeah, no. I mean, some people have like Does this. Instagram become the new Facebook. Okay, Trevor, let's stay, stay on topic. Here. <laughs> okay. So his bio on Instagram because I just looked it up because somebody told me it just says troll, which makes me a little nervous. Like, is all the like is he just trolling everybody with all this Ruben Owens to Louisville talk? I mm, Ruben Owens account says troll. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all his bio says. It just says in all caps, troll. He could be trolling Texas the Texas schools. Maybe, but like, he's not doing that if he is, because the only school that people are talking about him going to right now is us. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm just getting nervous. This is, what, this is what happens as a lifelong Louisville football fan that hasn't known success on the recruiting trail. We now have imposter syndrome. We refuse to believe that this all can be real. This is why we don't go to Instagram now. Well, you don't, you don't even have an Instagram. Nothing good... Happens on Instagram, Mike. 
I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that happens on Instagram. He, I mean, now you're worried about, I almost called him Ruben Stutter. Now you're worried about us getting Ruben Owens. I, I, I am. I'm terrified. I, I, I want to make sure we get this kid. If this is all, if he's trolling us, he becomes like villain number one. Or what if this whole thing, what if the whole Louisville, Cali to the Ville thing's a troll? They're all going to decommit. I mean, he's at the schools like TCU and somebody else. Was it A&M? Texas and Texas A&M. Okay, it wasn't TCU. Okay, it is. Bad. No, it's those three. Oh, okay. Texas, Texas A&M, and TCU and Louisville are his yeah. final four. Because he's from Texas as well. He is. Uh, El Campo, Texas. You know how many people I know in El Campo, Texas? <laughs> None. That's how many. It's El Paso. Okay. I get it. El Campo, it's Spanish for the Campo. <laughs> the Nina. Um, Thank you. It's one so, of the great clips, by the way. I want say another thing. I want Gorbachev. Um, so that's that, that's the Ruben Owens update there. That, I, I was just interested, looked at it. I'm like, oh, troll. I don't know what to make of that. Well, I would say then the, if that update's out of the way, then there's only one or more update I need to have. What's that? Where are you in Stranger Things? Uh, I finished. An, I, I'm three and a half episodes in now. How are you stopping halfway through? I'm tired. Because you, I finished the half you're, last you're night. In this, you're in this bad cycle where you're you're starting halfway of wanting, so you're getting halfway to the next. Well, but like I want at least because they're all they always in on cliffhangers, which I kind of don't like. Like they're yeah, doing this thing on I purpose. I hate when shows like just sort of devolve to that point where it's like, ooh, and then like I'm like, okay, whatever. But it reels me in because then I have to at least watch the first. I need to get to a logical stopping point where I feel comfortable stopping. So I'm I'm really into it. I uh, like it a lot. Stranger Things is done. I think every episode they've ever done is has ends in a. Which is clipping. I mean, but, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, Texter brought up also this. I, I kind of was trying to connect the dots, and unfortunately, I was connecting the wrong dots. Pete Nocta had made the like, uh oh, like whatever, like which usually coaches do when a commitment's coming. And apparently, it was just according to Ty Spalding on the show yesterday, it was a, a quarterback was on campus when he made that. I was trying to connect that dot with the fact that Noble Johnson, the four-star wide receiver who had us on his list of Final Five, was making his announcement on Saturday morning. It sounds like, according to all these crystal ball predictions, and this sucks because I was flaunting the idea of him committing to us over this program, but it sounds like he's going to Clemson. Boo. I mean, cool if you want Dabo sitting on your lap. and I mean, it's, it's, that's cool if you want the you know the, the, the old school Dabo, but the new school Dabo is right here in Louisville. Congrats on the coaches sitting on your lap and the practice butt stuff. That's, uh, that's the Clemson way. <laughs> All in. Do what now? The practice what stuff? I mean, you see, I mean, I don't have to explain it. The Clemson stuff, the players putting their hands in people's butts during games a few years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. They do butt stuff. (laughs) I once offered a free. That was Bowler, wasn't it? He was one of them, but it was the other. It was the other guys who like it wasn't him so much as the it was one guy who got drafted like the Christian was it Wilkins was his name whoever it was he did yeah he played for, he got drafted first round by the uh, Dolphins well he was putting fingers where they're not supposed to go yeah well Dolphins shouldn't have taken him anyway I think well he had, he was all right I, I offered a free prize package the when Clemson when the game day came here for the 2017 game for anybody who got a sign in and got it on TV that said Clemson uh, does butt stuff or Clemson <laughs> and like seven people were talking about how they got their signs stolen but one guy. <laughs> Got it on TV, and that guy got a prize package. Well done. When we get game day back here, we'll have some sort of other Trevor Kelsey, I'm sure, related sign test for you all to pass. <laughs> you can't hypnotize Kelsey. Well, <laughs> Texas, was that a UK basketball fan asking that question about is the series tied after two games, yada, yada? It sounded like somebody that isn't familiar with postseason baseball. <laughs> nice. Is that text from you, card stalker? Nice knock there. <laughs> um. Texter just sent in a picture of I don't even know what this is. The actor who plays Benny Rodriguez as an adult is Pablo Vitar, the in real life big brother of young Benny's 
actor Mike Vitar. Oh. Who who's Pablo but the guy who played the the you mentioned when Benny the Jet gets older and has that glorious mustache mm-hmm. when he's playing for the Dodgers, he's the real life brother of the kid who played young Benny the Jet. They're brothers. Oh wow, really? That's a cool fact. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, that is kind of cool. I mean, it's not you know boyhood level, but, but it's, it's a cool fact. That's yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I like that. I use that's kind of like how when uh, uh, that's my boy, which is not a great movie anyway, but they have. Uh, him hook up, and you know what movie I'm talking about, the Adam Sandler movie? No. It's that with that, uh, Adam Sandberg and Adam Sa- Sandler. Andy Sandberg? Andy Sandberg, yeah. Not my boy? That's my boy. Oh, I don't, no, I've never heard of the, the What they do, it's, he's Adam Sandberg, Adam, Adam Sandler's like a kid like in like high school, and he bangs his teacher. But the teacher he has bang is uh, Susan Sarandon's daughter in real life. Okay. And then when he goes, shows her later on the movie, it's actually Susan Sarandon. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little connection there. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. I use the line, they say the Jets lost a step or two, but I wouldn't be surprised to see some sparks here all the time. Like, if I'm ever doing anything that I haven't done in a long time, like, if, if I'm playing beer pong, it's, I'm going to say it right before I take my first shot. Haven't played in a long time. I, oh, that's, that's what he says. That's right. When he's, when he's leaving small, third. So he's announcing. Yeah, like, they yeah, say the Jets lost right. a step or two over the years. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised to see some fireworks here. He's like, got the pictures in, this, in the old Babe Ruth ball. Yeah. Uh, this is the KRC text. Ready for it? KRC text. Fritos smell like feet. God awful food take from TJ. Shocking. Does no, TJ have the worst food takes of all time? I, I know what he's referring to, and this is actually I learned this it's on KRC. The dog paws. Yes, I've I had, heard that before too. I'd never known that. We had a babysitter who said it. And it's true, by the way. Are, are I you don't s- believe it. Oh no, I, I'll bring Arya in here. No, no I smell my dog's paws because this guy. So, and a babysitter was like adamant about it. I'm like, no, it doesn't smell like Fritos. I know Arya's does. Okay. Arya's paws do. Khaleesi's, I don't remember, but Arya's paws do smell like Fritos. Because that's the first thing I did when I, they tried to, to convince me of that as well. And I was like, you're crazy. And I, like, ran, I went, I ran home. I'm like, I've got to find out. Like running out the door, get home, and I'm sniffing Arya's paws. And it's like, it smells like Fritos. I, I've heard it a lot. I smelled Penny's paws. Penny's don't smell like Fritos. They don't smell like Fritos. They just smell like, like kind of dirt. Baked lays. Yeah, she, she runs around too much. She dicks too much. <laughs> uh, have you seen the, the whole thing? Pete Nocta, speaking of, since I mentioned him just a second ago. People are making like fake Pete Nocta phone numbers and are like texting recruits. So he's had to do this twice now where he's put it out on Twitter and saying, if you've been contacted by the phone number 502 dot blah, 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 that's not me. It's somebody acting like me. People are trying to sabotage Louisville football recruiting because we're doing so well. Have we gotten to that point? You know who it is. I mean, this is like Auburn paying off the Alabama guy to admit he was took money at Alabama. Hey, big dog. Stop making He's fake Pete Nocta accounts. He's getting scared. I'm just joking. I say that for no, legal purposes. No, no, no. Big dog got the tail between the legs. He's he's getting nervous. He's whimpering. He's in the corner wondering why his paws smell like Fritos. The sad thing is because it has to be somebody who's doing this has to have access to all these recruits numbers, right? Like it's somebody who's very clearly like with a football program or who's been hired by somebody who's with a football program. I guarantee that whoever's doing this is like hates themselves for doing it. They're like, is this really what my life is becoming? No, it's Dabo. I'm texting a 16 year old kid like to act like a fake Pete Nocta. Things were, I, I just wanted to like be on the sidelines for games. I just wanted to be a student manager. I wanted to be close to SEC football. Uh, could be UK. Could be anybody. It's, just, it's, just, it's probably some student. Yeah, student. I'm acting be. like a recruiting coordinator, yeah. texting a 15 year old boy at Friday nights. 
Like, give him false information. What a low, uh, low Chris sport. Hansen on the line right Good now. God. <laughs> uh, Texas, I agree with Trevor. Uh, Teddy was bigger than Lamar. A lot of people didn't know what position uh, LJ was going to play. Teddy's mom never had to threaten the head coach because her son was returning punts in practice. That's, <laughs> that's very true. Uh, Texas has any relation to Reed. I'm not sure what those – again, we got to that. Detmer. Oh, no. Detmer, different name. Not Detmer's. He's Detmer, D-E-T-T-M-E-R. The Texas, I know exactly what that Texas was talking about because it, 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 it popped in my head right away when you said it too. Yeah, he – yeah, the kid tonight has – last name is spelled differently. By the way, the Angels. Good Lord. Get it together, guys. Did you see where they, they tried to like – everyone did their walk-up song was Nickelback over for them? No. They were like, we got to change the – we got to change this somehow. Flip so, the mojo. So they did Nickelback for every walk-up song, which <laughs> – <laughs> I personally find this funny as, as, as I'll get out. I like it, yeah. Didn't work. They still lost. Um, Reed Demers pitched the other night, too. I don't know how he did. I think he lost. Oh, he's won. Because they haven't won a game in like 14. It's attempts. a safe bet since they're like 2-14 and 14 over the last uh, three weeks. You know what's weeks. amazing is they're still in second place. Are they, are they off to a great start? I mean, don't get me wrong. They're like nine games out of first, but they're still in second place after like a 14-game losing streak. Uh, he pitched the other night. He pitched. He only went four and a third, but he didn't give up a run. Three hits, no runs, uh, two walks, no hitter. one strikeout. Yeah, he's a no hitter. It doesn't matter. He's done for the year. He's good. God, since he threw the no hitter, he's gone. He hasn't gone more than six innings. And that was the weird thing about his no hitter. It was the first time he'd gone past the sixth inning in his career. He's been well. He's still. I mean, he's one of those guys that didn't even play much in the minors. He got called up pretty quick. Second year. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a bright call, future. I mean, I'm not saying that. And, and you know, you can say the same for like an Alex Manoa in, in Toronto, who's pitching awesome, by the way. Just you don't see the you don't see the, the the waiting deck in the days. I was talking to somebody the other day about the like AAA. It's like like AAA used to see like the the, the next prospect. Like you don't see those in AAA. No, very AAA rarely. is more like the Hunter Green was there though. I mean, occasionally, and but I feel, I feel like now AAA has become more like the later twenties, early thirties kind of almost like just we're gonna this is our second team for when we have an injury and we need to bring somebody up that we know can play you're right yeah and in your double a when they do have time you know they'll, they'll be in double a more than triple a they may spend a week in triple a before going to the major sometimes but you know jonathan uh what's his name india india didn't he was his yeah rehab stint right now currently in louisville is his first time ever in louisville you're right though there's a lot of a lot of times you have the top prospects they start you know, a season single A, double A, and you've got the guy who's like the backup shortstop playing in triple A, mm-hmm. and so they, you know, they, they want the guy to get at bat, so he'll stay down there in double A, and then if he's going to make a move, they vault him straight to the pros. But see, like us growing up, I didn't feel like triple A wasn't like that. Like, I put, yeah, there was a more of a standard a, progression. Yeah, it was more. You saw guys like you know Todd Rell and Vince Coleman who would become free, you know, rookie of the years, and you know, Lee McGee, Brian Jordan, exactly. Uh, Andy Van Slyke. I mean. Just the names of guys that were on, you know, they would leave, you know. Then again, I guess when you went to the majors back then, you were also probably closer to 24, 25. I mean, there are exceptions. You're Daryl Strawberries, Dwight Goodens, but, you know, more often than not, you know, it was few and far between with those. By the way, I'm looking at Detmer's numbers because so much was made about the fact that his ERA was like 5.32 when he threw that no-hitter. It was like the third highest ERA for a, a guy who's ever really? thrown a no-hitter. He's been really solid since that. Like, yeah, he hasn't gone – I mentioned he hasn't gone a whole lot of innings, but his numbers have been good. His ERA is down, down to a very respectable 3.83, so 2-2 um, and two on the year. I mean, he's, he's going to be a star. Like, he's got – his stuff is too good, and I'll never – I'll never get over the fact that we didn't get a full season with, with him. He was averaging, again, the stat blows your mind. He was averaging more than two strikeouts per inning before the season got called in 2020 for COVID. I think he'd thrown like, I can't remember what the stat was. He had something like 58 strikeouts in like like 29 innings. It was an absurd number. Whatever he was doing was just, I mean, he was unhittable. And that team, that was the team. That was the team. He needs to throw more ground balls. 
Strikeouts to fascists. Well, he's not striking out anybody now. People good quote. Balls. Good quote. But <laughs> he, his, he, oddly, he's like become like a guy who just doesn't strike out anybody in the majors. But what are you going to do? Texas says, uh, sounds like the Big X is behind on its spectrum payments. Well, no, I mean, that's the thing. I know it's on because uh, one of the uh, the live-ins, his cable works. Yeah, it, I, that's so. I know, and the, the one cam- in the main room works too. The one in the, like where I yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, that works. So, and the, and the fact that the guide is showing tells me that I mean the cable's on. Otherwise, that wouldn't even be. But we I can fix it. We have the technology. I wish I did. I wish I did. I mean, it would just be nicer. I mean, I'm I'm gonna watch it on mute anyway because I can do two things at once. But like, I can only listen to one thing, and I have to listen to what Nick's saying. I'm and so I'm gonna whatever I'm watching is gonna be on mute. But that's fine because I can watch the baseball game on mute. I just. I'd like to rather watch it on my phone. I mean, my phone's annoying. But the same guy who texted in texted yesterday after you left that said Gary sounded like the DJ at The Godfather. Gary, I can tell you off air, Gary was like, I've never had that comparison before. I tell you what, I, yesterday I get to uh, I get to the wake, and I, of all things, I get there and I caught, and then there's Troy pulling up right behind me. So we're not, we're not playing. We just happened to show up at the same time. And we both got out, and we were like, he's like, were you listening to the show on the way up here? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I was. He goes, did something stick out to you just blew your mind? And I was like, yeah. And we both kind of looked at each other, I was like, Gary's brother owned yes. Boy Tiger? I was about to bring that up. And we're like, like we both- he threw it out there so casually. I mean, I would, no. That's, that's awesome. Very cool. He, How do you he not- He tossed out there as like a aside, and I was like, well, well hold on. Like we I have would discuss. This. I would be inter- I would be saying that when I introduce myself to people, like, "Hi, I'm Gary. My brother owned Toy Tiger." You know, I would be you know, like, "You and I met you." Like, I was like, "I was like, hey, I'm Trevor." Like, "I'm Mike. My buddy's going to be the hitting coach of the Yankees." I'm like, "That's awesome." That's well, I didn't know then. I, <laughs> said, I said, "Going to be." Uh, like, I knew that before you said your last name. I was like, "Okay, awesome, dude." Uh, but, but that's how I would be with the toy. I mean, how do you not? He didn't know where the sign is, though, which whoever suggested the Toy Tiger sign, excellent call, by the way. And the one guy texted in was like, buddy of mine has it. It's in the barn. I mean, it's a best got to be a big sign. I, I don't think that, that's a good size sign. Plus, I know this is inside baseball here, and you and me are the only two who get this reference. I'm thinking the little carport thing on the church behind us would be a great place for the clock. Yes, that's perfect. That's that's. <laughs> I've got a whole vision in my head of how this is going to look. I, I pulled up today. And I'm like, the clock can go right there. Ooh, we can put the toy tiger sign on the roof here. Uh, and what was the third thing we were getting? Well, we had some debate about that. I thought toy tiger was the definitive third. Yeah, the, the fountain was the second one. Oh, okay. So the now, old fountain yeah. from the Ohio. Right I don't know where we're going to put the fountain. We'll make it functional though. We can we we can do. Just this. put it in the middle of the parking lot. We can't get a TV to work at the studio, but we can make that fountain that couldn't that technicians and millions of dollars couldn't make work in the Ohio River. We can make it work in our Big X parking lot. Well, I mean, it's you know, it's in the river. I mean, only red water when cards win. Oh yeah, we can do the other. Or colors. New Albany wins. Or New Albany. Yeah, we're in, well. I mean, I think they were red. Yeah, the dogs. Yeah, but then Jeff, but Jeff's the Red Devils, and that's their rivals. Okay. Do they wear the same colors? We're not Jeff. We're not Jeff station. We're not a Jeff show. Well, we're in Jeff. I'm a New Albany guy. <laughs> they follow me. You know what, Jeff? You want some love? Follow me on Twitter. That's all you have to do. I'm a simple man. Texted, I work for the Bats, and the jersey and hats are pretty cool. Bats are a must. Well, give me one of these Cardinal Stadium replicas, guy. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Trevor's got the hookup. Hey, I'm the one. Po- I, I'm responsible for four straight wins. Their longest win streak in like four years. I'm the voice of the franchise. Okay, so. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, but I, your voice got them a losing record. I got them four wins in a row. We've lost two now. I got them a cycle. You're four and three now. All right. I'm the reason Oki was Doki. Okay. okay. Well, that's true. That's, that's a fair point. <laughs> I call. I I'm, I wish I could get. I think they're sell, they are selling some of the throwback stuff on their website. God, this stuff is cool. And the Atrium Brew too. The the Redbirds Brew is is very cool. I I did ask them where I could buy one of those cans with the logo on it, and they're like, I don't think you can. I was like, I will pay decent money for one of those cans i would love to have one looking at the throwback shirts on their website like there are a few things that inspired me to want to lose weight <laughs> and like knowing i i the, the biggest they offer is a 3x and that's not going to cover me makes me like man this is like one of those like, <laughs> gonna get a peloton now he's getting the peloton just to fit into that redbird shirt okay not health reasons just one of the shirts not, it's not that not to have a, not to get into a relationship it's so I can wear a throwback red bird shirt. It all starts there, though. Throwback red bird shirt brings the ladies, brings new yeah. life, brings more health. It's a, it's a process. Everything, it starts at step one. Everything domino effects from wearing the red bird shirt. It's bugged me so much that the city of Memphis, I don't even like that city and stole our red birds. All right. We, we, we have to go to break. We've talked over the top of the hour when we come back. Hour number three is on the way. Uh, we'll set the stage again for tonight in College Station. We also have not talked yet about this uh, new addition coming to Jim Patterson Stadium. Are the reports of Jim Patterson's schism with the University of Louisville and Josh Hurd greatly exaggerated? Sure seems like it. We'll talk about that coming up after the break and more of your text as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It comes back next here on 1450 The Big X. Horribly off rhythm, bro. Oh, I'm not. I heard your clapping. Horrible, my headphones off. I'm a son of a gun. No. I've been working all week in the noonday sun. The woods in the kitchen You're and the cows in the barn. I'm all cleaned up and my chores are all done. Take my hand. Look at me. It's the 5 o'clock hour on a Friday here of the Mike Rutherford. Come on. Come on. Dance, You're really into that. I'm a big, you know what? I'm a big CMO fan. I'm not. I've seen him three times in concert. Uh, enjoyed every one of them. I like Steve, you know, I like Steve Miller. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite albums, I think, I was 14 or 15 when I got it, was the uh, the Greatest Hits, 70, it's like 74 to 80 or something like that. All right. um, Everything that doesn't have abracadabra on it because that song sucked. It's the, it's the 5 o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show. We've covered plenty of ground. We're still getting ready for uh, tonight's regional, super regional game one, 8.30. If you haven't heard, game has been moved from ESPNU to ESPN. Cards and Aggies getting it on down in College Station. A couple things that we have not talked about. Um, one, I think, is a, a positive thing. We had the announcement made this morning. I, don't, I think Eric Crawford was the first person who I saw it talking about 
Jim Patterson Stadium is going to look different next year. The U of Athletic Association has approved enhancements to the front entrance and the third base concourse. We're going to have six new pillars. The I don't know if you saw the mock-up. Uh, my guy, Matt Sifkovic, now I know how to pronounce his last name. He wrote this up on Card Chronicle. You can see the picture there that U of L put out. Uh, it looks like a, I mean, it looks like a big-time baseball stadium. Not that it doesn't already, but it, it does, they're yeah. enclosing it. The front's going to look, I think, a lot cooler than it does now. And this is all being made possible by a $1 million gift coming from Jim Patterson. So, I mean, we read the letter on air last week. Who wrote the letter? We read the letter on air last week, which Jim Patterson was one of the three signees. Supposedly. He then is at the game in the AD suite with Josh Hurd like a day later, and now he's giving $1 million to the program. So maybe the whole big freak out about these are big-name donors with big money who are saying, we're out, we're out. Well, they're back in. One of them, at least, is back in. I mean, they were like, wait, well, they called our bluff. Oh, well. I just, again, I don't understand the point of the letter, but we're not going to get off on that tangent again. It's just, it's nice to know that it was what we hoped was going to happen, which this is just a couple of people crying some crocodile tears, trying, you know, kicking their feet, being upset that their guy didn't get the job. And in the end, it's not really going to affect all that much moving forward. It seems, at least in this instance, that Jim Patterson's not taking his money away from the baseball program that he has helped significantly over the years. When I first saw the headline, like uh, Patterson Stadium to add an addition or something along those lines, <laughs> the fanboy me first thought was like, extensions to the outfield wall for more pictures? Got to get more, get mean, more All-Americans out there. I mean, we're going to start, start putting them in the pitcher's eye, too, and be like, screw you? I mean, <laughs> is it hitter's eye or pitcher's eye? What's it called? The center, right from directly at center field, where you're not allowed to have anything. It's got to be like pure black because of the, the. Oh, I've never heard of that. Hitter's never, eye? Never heard yeah, of that. You never seen that? Like, you ever mm-hmm. notice in, in every MLB stadium they have directly behind center field, there's no fans right there? Well, it makes sense, but yeah, I've never heard of the hitter's eye thing. The uh, I know the last to do it was Boston because the little corner area in center field, mm-hmm. it's now green. It's now got a green tarp over now. It used to be fans there, and they'd all wear white shirts mm. because though, well, the ball would get lost in the hitter's eye. Uh, oh, screw their own, their own team up though. Yeah, you, I think they switch. They would change. They would turn them inside or something. It's too much work. If I'm going to a game, I'm not working that hey, much. It's the Red Sox, man. They got nothing else to live that's, for. That's, there, that's true. <laughs> it clearly didn't help. Since they went 110 years without a championship. Yeah, the, the Patriots got good and they stopped caring <laughs> yeah. so much. But the um, that I was thinking. The first thing I thought was that, and then the the cockiness of me was like. Oh, add an addition. Maybe it was somewhere to put a championship banner up. Hey. Just put the 2013 one out there, too. Why not? (laughs) The other thing that people want us to talk about, have you seen any of the Tim Sullivan stuff today? I actually had not seen this until it got pointed out. What did that wacky dude do this time? So, one of the the new allegations that the NCAA has levied against Louisville uh, from the Chris Mack tenure was these 30-for-30 style recruiting videos that Mack had made, which were against rules that no longer exist. We're breaking rules once again that now, if you do it, no big problem. And I don't know why this was a, a rule to begin with like why shouldn't we be allowed to make recruiting videos that feature a kid's name like you can call them you can text them you can make all these graphics that are all everywhere you can put them in your uniforms when they come on campus and take pictures on the stadium but we can't make videos like that's it's a weird lot place to draw a line regardless it is it was a violation at the time so it's been levied against louisville the ncaa is saying it's a level two violation louisville has pushed back in their appeal dramatically against that which like how can something be a level two violation when it quite literally is not a violation at all now like that seems to be you'd think that would be a good argument like level, well level one's the, the hardest there is the, is the right one two three yeah so it's a t- how is this putting a kid in a video a two 
like my argument would be pretty straightforward. You thought that this rule was so insignificant that you got rid of it right after we broke exactly. it. Exactly. That to me says if it's anything now, because it was a rule at the time, it should be the mildest possible violation. That's a level three. Like that seems like an argument that would hold a lot of weight that Logical. the NCAA wouldn't be able to push back against. But we're talking about the NCA. I mean, you so, you need a one year law class to know that. Yeah, all those law classes just really helped me out there. The one law class. Uh, <laughs> it was instead of playing argumenting. I'm off the law, mom. I'll be back in five hours. The Courier Journal, according to Tim Sullivan, they had to they sued U of L because they wanted to see the recruiting videos that resulted in this allegation. I wait. Who sued the Courier Journal? Okay, okay, I got you. Okay. And they won. They they wanted, they made open records requests. U of L apparently did not give them back. The courier sued saying that they will willfully violated the Open Records Act. And why would you who cares? Why would you care? I don't know. I I, I don't know. But they wanted these. U of L legally was obligated to give them over. They didn't. Courier sued. Courier won. They got the videos today. They've posted the Jalen Withers one on their website. I have not seen it. Apparently, seen it references his dad and the legacy and all this stuff. I'm sure it's what you imagine a recruiting video would look like, but people are all up in arms with Tim Sullivan. Like, to be fair, he's... What's he doing that's... I mean, we can't get in trouble for it now. That It's not a No, they just wanted the videos. Like, he's, he's, he's doing digging. He's doing journalism, but I think this is... Just kind of, I use the phrase like it's just sort of a nothing burger. Like I don't, we, we can imagine what the videos look like. I didn't think that the videos were going to be like, "Hey, Jalen, your dad was a great basketball player. You could be a great player at Louisville, and we're also going to pay you a million dollars." Yeah, like, I mean, like what, the, what, you, know, you know what you're going to see? It's like every other piece of recruiting stuff that's all public information now. I mean, I, I mean, for us to, them to be like not want to see us, I picture it looking like the "I Get Around" video. <laughs> I mean, it's like Withers running around, like, chasing girls in bikinis. Floyd Street girls gone wild. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm like. That's what, he's pulling up in, like, a Lamborghini. It's kind of, you know, I'm pretty sure if there was, like, illegal stuff happening in the videos, that would have been a different violation. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean. Like, again, it's not, like, technically, I mean, Curry, it's clearly the Curry was in the right. They won their, their lawsuit. But at the same time, I just don't. Like it's a it's a lot of work to get something that has no impact on anything. Like it's what did you think you were going to see? If there if there was something <laughs> illegal in the really, videos, I mean. I'm pretty sure it would have been more than a level two violation. Like if there were topless girls, pretty sure we would have known about it by now. <laughs> it was going to look exactly like you thought it was going to look, and that's apparently what happened. So there you go. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't hate solely for it. I just feel like it's a lot of wasted energy on the I, CJ's part. I'm just wondering why. I mean, Louisville would. Just not even like just like I, here you go that too like just just turn them over maybe they're just annoyed maybe maybe they did it just as a ploy they're like okay maybe if we deny them and make them jump to these hoops people are going to be like then when people do see them they're going to be like oh this is it opposed to maybe if we just handed them over they'd be like oh, i can't believe they did that with Jalen withers i like your thought process i mean that was their thing that we're going to make them fight for it which is going to make everybody expect so much more and then it turns out flat man what a weird world <laughs> I mean, it's... 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Stocks line. We'll take some questions over here. Uh, Texture says, Trevor over here is pole vaulting with a scissor lift. <laughs> a cherry picker. If you missed it earlier, Trevor has, uh, he, he wants to try pole I want vaulting. To try pole, yeah, I want, I, want, I want to try. What other, like, Olympic sports could I try? I could... Brent. <laughs> so you won't do the 100 yard sprint but you'll try a pole vaulting pole vaulting would be like if i was ranking things that you could potentially I didn't do say I pole vaulting is last or second to last i there's no way in hell i could do pole vaulting i have a better chance at pole vaulting than do sprinting probably. no you don't you could you could run 100 yards without falling now, down i will say this i 
the closest I've come to sprinting is having used the bathroom and having a two minute break during a bats game. You could do that. Me see? running through the studios at 1450 trying to get to the bathroom and back. In two there minutes. is zero chance <laughs> that you're getting off the ground on a pole vault attempt. Oh, no, I don't know about that. Because pole vaulting is like one of the sports that I feel like the average human being who has never done this before would have the least possibility of success. Can I jump off of a trampoline like the uh, the mascots in the Suns games when they dunk? I'm not sure you know what pole vaulting is. <laughs> no, I know it's you grab the pole and you sh- you shove it in the hole and you you you, you, you pull the pole up and the pole lifts you up and you and you lift your back and you do the, like the dog. Like, what part of what you just described <laughs> leads you to believe that you could do this successfully? I didn't. Well, I didn't say I would be successful. I just want to try it. Well. I- <laughs> Why? Like, uh, you can get very badly hurt trying this. Well, I mean, we're not going to set the bar at like 10 feet. I was thinking. I don't I, care if we don't set a bar, period. If we're just trying to like get up in the air, you could get very badly hurt doing this. Well, first of all, I like what you're thinking because the bar does seem irrelevant. Yeah. Because, I mean, odds are I'm going to go underneath it. I'm like limboing it. You're not getting off is the there, ground. There, I'm telling there, you right now, there's no way. I think it's physically impossible. Pole vault limbo. I couldn't I get off the ground. Like, I'm not trying to be a snob here. Like, I, could, I would not even want to attempt this. And if I did off the ground, I'm sure I would get terribly hurt. I, think, I don't know if I'm going to get hurt. You get up in the ground and like, you don't like propel yourself forward. I'm missing that mat. I don't know where that pole's going after I get off the ground. Well, there's, there's where you're wrong. You're, you're assuming I'm going to get off the ground. I no, mean. I've just said 15 times you're not getting <laughs> off the ground. Uh, sprinting, I couldn't do. I would just get uh, um, the, the shin splints alone would be too much. You could throw a javelin. Also terrifying to think about. I could do javelin. Uh, I probably can't do the hammer the, toss. The hammer die. I don't know. I probably wouldn't be able to do that. The discus. I think you could. Um, what else Olympic sports could I try? Gymnastics. Rhythmic gymnastics. <laughs> the, 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 the floor dance or whatever. Basketball. <laughs> With the ribbon. Rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was called like I thought it was called floor like exercise or something. No, the floor routine is part of gymnastics. Floor routine. Okay. Rhythmic yeah. gymnastics is with the ones with the ribbon and all that stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> this like what, like what about water sports? Like I like being in the water. Water polo, yeah, water polo. Sport. I don't think you could. <laughs> I, don't, I think you'd struggle. You can't grab the sides, or your feet can't hit the ground. Well, you're in a deep pool, so of course you could. You can you stay afloat with like for that long? Look at me, I am floater. I, <laughs> I float naturally. Texas, can Trevor do? I don't a think pull I could ever drown. Because if not, you surely can't do the pole vault. Can you do a pull up right now? Pull up or push up? Pull up. Well, what am I going to do it off of? Uh, like if, if there was a bar here, like back to you going back to grade school, American physical fitness test, president's physical fitness test, could you do a pull up? No. Dude, if I could do a pull up, I'd have arms like the like the Robert McCune over here. Like to be able to lift my my body weight above a, a pole, I would have. So once again, I ask, if you can't do a pull up, why do you think you could pole vault? Because I think the, the the pole can do all the work. You're, you're giving you're giving a lot more credit to the pole and the work that it does in this equation than I. I think. don't think you give the pole enough credit. I, well, the pole can do can do. I give the pole plenty. Of credit. Yeah, I mean, you don't don't underestimate the power Father of two. Don't underestimate the power of the pole. Never. <laughs> I mean, never have, never will. Texas, thank God I. Uh, Texas, just Trevor realized that pole can snap. No, not a, again. You think this pole is like some sort of magical creation? <laughs> you think we're living in some sort of Tolkien world snapped? where it's like yes, there are videos of the pole snapping ah. with with much with very physically fit people. I think that's, I think that's 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 CGI. You think we're living in the Tolkien <laughs> world where like just to think this is a magical competition? This is not like Quidditch. This is not the Harry Potter game. Like these, these things just 
They're just, it's just a normal pole. Don't they fly on brooms in that sport? Yeah. I think you think that's what we're talking about. Some sort of world like that. <laughs> I mean, I said maybe make the pull out of the, the stuff in Wolverine's bones. Texas says, Trevor, try getting into clip-ins on a road bike first. That is an incredibly hard thing to do, let alone pole vaulting. What's, what's a, a road bike? Clip-ins on a road bike. I don't I don't. Clip-ins, is that like the, the thing that when you put like a baseball card in the spokes? Peloton. <laughs> Texas said, I missed the I pole vaulting the conversation. Shoes. Trevor would get impaled. He could do shot put. However, I would pay good money to see him do rhythmic gymnastics. I would too. The shot put, I couldn't throw. I mean, I guess I could get a little distance. But you could but... do it. Is the is the the point? You could not get off the ground with a pole vault. You could not come. Well, remotely. Doesn't mean I can't try. I missed the goal on soccer too at first, but I still I still tried. But you could like you could throw the shot put to a point where we could like register how far you threw it. I look like you, you know. would not. You cannot do anything that could be remotely like written down as an accomplishment with the pole vault. If you want to see me doing track and field, go watch the great uh, King of the Hill where Bobby was the stick. <laughs> Do you remember the yes. episode? <laughs> He's the, the, are, you, are you eating candy bar before the tryouts? <laughs> Texas said, oh my God, I just pictured Trevor in a leotard. Do, do I, have to wear, I have to wear a leotard? Texas says, Trevor thinks the bat hits home runs. Arms not needed. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, Trevor's pole vaulting thing reminds me of that scene in South Park where Cartman believes that he can fly off of the roof and he just falls directly down. The one where he gets psychic powers. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Oh, it's a great one. Um, oh, man. I'm just seeing now the the quotes from Pete Nocta. From like, oh, about the 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 the... What would be the phantom uh, ghosting his number? Is that what? It yeah, is? The, the phantom Pete Nocta accounts. This is what the texter says. Is that what the kids call it when you when you do it, when you when you you steal someone's phone? You're ghosting their number, maybe or something. No, ghosting means you just ignore somebody. Oh, there's a there's a phrase. To, there's a slang term to this. Uh, you're thinking of catfishing, I believe. No, that's when you just pretend you're something you're like you're a hot girl and you turn out looking like me. Well, yeah. Yeah, but that, you're that, you're faking to be somebody else. You're pretending yeah, to be somebody else. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a girl. Okay, I guess so. Yeah, you're just, you're not who you say you are, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Which cap? That I mean, that was being done in the days of internet long before oh, yeah. catfishing was a term. Oh yeah. Texas Trevor quote pull up. Um, I don't think so. Pole vault, sure. <laughs> it is an interesting thought process. Well, it's because I, I I trust the the strength of the pole more than I do my own arms. Way too much faith in the pole. <laughs> Texas, I have a better chance of stealing Beyonce from Jay Z than Trevor has of doing one iota of success on a pole vault. Hey. Congratulations, buddy. Tell me how she was. Texas says, Trevor thinks the pole is a roller coaster. <laughs> Texas says, Trevor running to gain momentum so his pole vault attempt results in anything but tripping over the pole is what I'm ready to pay to see. What's this? What do you mean I have to run? I, again, I don't think you know how the pole vault works. You sprint with the pole in, on your shoulder before you put it down and jump. I thought that was... I mean, do I have to, like, sprint sprint? I mean, can't I just, like, mall walk it? <laughs> Did you take a physics course at any point in your life? Did you? Like, how do you think that you're going to get in the air if you just put a pole down in the ground? Of course, I was. I was doing drugs and hanging out with girls. I didn't take a physics course. I mean, you could. You still had to take <laughs> classes. It doesn't, doesn't mean you can't hang out with girls. You had to go to school at some point. Man, you're busy learning physics. I was learning. I was, well, I wasn't learning much. I was not yeah, great at physics. I was, I was cutting class. How do you to, think you could get in the air without like any sort of forward momentum? The pole, like, look. Okay. You've got to run. This is the pole. Okay? Yeah. This, this is we need. This is when we need you two people. This is the pole. Like here's like like I just put it in here and I just 
pull myself up and go over. That's not the way it works. That's not how any of this works. You can't just stick a pole in the ground and have it lift you. You, I don't know what you think the pole vault pole is is capable of doing, <laughs> but it's not remotely what you said it is. I the pole vault pole. pole. Te- Texas says, how high is Trevor right now? <laughs> Texas says, make him YouTube some pole vaults. No, no, because last time I got made to YouTube something, I had to watch the damn straw in a turtle's nose, and it was disturbing. Taylor said, I am dying. Quote, what do you mean I have to run? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Taylor says, has Trevor even seen a video of pole vaulting? You yes! have to, You have to have an extremely strong core and lower leg strength. Define core. I'm blown away by by this. I watched. Like I said, this has to be a ruse. You have to be doing an act. No, I saw somebody do a a pole vault last night, and I'd like to try it. Also, when you kept bringing up Dior earlier, Texas wants to know: is is he mean the clothing line? Dijon is the mustard. Yeah, Dior. Isn't it also like? Isn't it a cologne? Christian Dior. I think they do a lot of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking. I think everybody, every clothing line, also has a cologne at some point. What's the What's the uh, Dior Noir? Dracor Noir. Dracor yeah. Noir. Yeah, the, Every European I don't know why when I, when I hear Dior, that's where, I, that's where my mind goes to. Euro shower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Texas wants me to show a video to you at the break of a uh, pole vault. Okay. Okay. Texas, Trevor would win a gold medal in ping pong. Are you good at ping pong? I can see you being good at ping pong. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm, I, I, I grew up in the, the middle class level, one below the family that had, every family had a ping pong table. Yeah, we had a ping pong yeah, table. You know, there's always that middle class, every like the middle class level of family had a ping pong table. I got it for my birthday one year. It was like ping pong or foosball. You had one of the two. We had ping pong. I loved ping pong. And then one day. And I didn't. My, we, we were that, we were that, that rung right, right below. below. Yeah. No. Where, where I had the cheap air hockey table that didn't work. But, you know, I didn't get a ping pong table. We, I see. We didn't, I always wanted an air hockey table. We didn't have that. Yeah, I, I had like the stick the hockey I game. Had, I had the stick I had hockey was, game, which I love. But we like, I had a ping pong table. And then I've put pictures of this on Twitter a couple of times. My dad has this crazy in, his, in the basement of my parents' house. He's like built this gigantic miniature city. Like he's got re- trains that work. He's built Who's all this, this stuff. My dad. I don't like this. Is awesome sounding. I like this. Oh, it's incredible. Like, it, like I the, love the, He's down there all the time. He works on it all the time. It's just it's it's a cool thing for him. Uh, he's very into it. Like the details that he's put into this thing are unbelievable. He calls it Glenville. My dad's name's Glenn. Awesome. And but he just started building it one time on top of my ping pong table. And I remember I was nice. like I was like I think I was in college at this point. I'm like. I guess I can't play ping pong anymore. My dad was like, no, you're done. Yeah, I've never, I'm not very good at ping pong. I would like to. I mean, also, I don't think I've known one person that, that grew up that ended up at a St. X or Trinity that didn't have a ping pong. To, like, I feel like that was part of the resume to be getting into no, St. X and Trinity. I had a lot of friends that, that didn't. Most of my friends that were like the level above me, uh, they had they all had they pool, had pool table. That's so the, that was when you that's go, the level up is pool. Table. Yeah, you'd go over there to a bunch of my friends' house and we would you'd drink a little bit and play. I played a lot of pool in like high school and college. I love. I used to be like I, when I'd go to the bar, I was big on playing pools at the bar. Dugan's got the pool table in his basement. I used to be okay. That's why the cool kids have their party there. Texas says, "Does Trevor think that the pole vault is a pogo stick?" I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> I would, I've never been on a pogo stick either. I've tried. I've, think, I was not good at it. Do you think it. it would just not be? It would just be a stick if I'm on it. I think it would be. You think I could pogo it? You'd have a rough time. Like stilts is another one I've never been on. I've been on stilts. I don't want to be on stilts. Weirdly enough, I'm six three, but which is, I'm, so I'm not short. But I'm not a big on heights. Like I'm not scared to death of heights, but I'm not. I, I like to avoid them as much as possible. Texas tug of war actually used to be an Olympic sport. I think he'd probably he be good at that. There you go. You could do that. I would do tug of war. People think I'm just good because I'm just going to hold on and fall back. Well, you're strong. You're a big guy. <laughs> I'm just like, pull me. Good luck. I used to do tug of war when we'd... Uh, I thought you laugh at that, but like think you could pull vault. 
No, I'd, be, I'd like to. I don't mind tug of war as long as I get the gloves. Well, yeah. The ropes. Do you remember the? Did you, I don't know if you had it when you were in elementary school, but with Zachary Taylor, we did the, like the the events where you get the ribbons. Field day. Yeah, field. Yes, of field course, day. Yeah. Field day. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that we, was, we did tug of war. Yeah, that was tug of war was on there in the races and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember if I ever got a first place trip, a ribbon at Field Day. Oh, I lived for Field Day growing up. I lived I, I loved it. it too because I was even though I was a big kid at that age. I was still at least I was more athletic at that point. Like I was still big but athletic. Like I don't think I ever got because the the first place was blue. I believe. Oh yeah, well that's, that's <laughs> blue ribbon is always first. It's not, it's not a Field Day thing. I think that's, oh, that's, that's not like any sort of competition. Since when? I mean, the dawn of man. No, that's not true. Because I think of like first place, I think of gold. <laughs> I mean, if, like, have you ever like been to a state fair? Like the winning pie gets the blue ribbon. Have you ever heard that term, like blue ribbon? Oh yeah, that does make sense now. <laughs> huh? I'll be damned. Well, anyway, <laughs> so it was just a field day thing. <laughs> I think first place was blue. First place is always blue. Well, what was like yellow? When was second? I think red was second. That sounds okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't white one of them? White was, yeah. When you started getting down to like green, I'm like, okay, this wasn't my event. Yeah. I think, I don't think I ever got anything higher than red. I don't remember what it was now. I never got a blue ribbon. I was a little disappointed in that. Oh, I loaded up on blue ribbons. I bet you did, Mr. Athlete. Oh, softball toss. You couldn't tell. Like, they just destroyed these kids. But it was like the, the kickball kick. I, mean, I never got blue on that. We didn't do kickball kick. We did that. We had that at Wilder. I would have killed it. I'm like the Babe Ruth of kickball. We had like egg toss. Um, Dude, I, I was. You want to talk kickball now? I will. I will kick some butt and kick ball. I'll never forget the first time that I realized that I wasn't because like I, you'd have like you, you'd have like a hundred yard dash or a forty yard dash within your, your class, and then it would go to like all grade, and it's like I, I was the fastest kid in my class at Wilder, and like I dusted everybody, and then I'm like, oh my god, I'm like I'm so fast, and I'll never forget we got to like the all school hundred yard dash, and it was the first time that I realized I just wasn't that fast because the kids from the other classes were there and one of them was Dana Calhoun who ended up becoming like a star wide receiver at Ballard nice. and it was one of those where like he very quickly got way out in front of me and I'm moving as fast as I can and I'm just not catching up at all and I was like well this sucks I was like I've never had this happen before and at that point I realized that it, you know the nerds in my class were 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 not the fastest kids in the world. <laughs> You're the king of nerds? Pretty much. Yeah. And, and wilder. At least you got blue trophy. I'm like blue ribbon. I, but then you had like relay races. Yeah, I remember relays. I think tug of war was the thing. Well, that's what made me think of it. I think that was the only one I got a red in. You'd have like the the, the potato sack races too. Oh, I sucked at that. The three legged races, you do that. I was horrible at that. I, I loved was, field day. We did egg toss. I remember. I remember that one. But we didn't have. Man, how did we not get kickball? We had kickball. I remember that. See, we didn't have that. And I'm telling you, you go to Zacatillo still today. They're still they still talk about the legend of me on the kickball table. I believe it. Like I I am like I've heard. I'm walking legend in that place on kickball. I was awesome at kickball. Texas says Trevor would do well in water polo as a goalie. It would require no movement whatsoever. Yeah, but you'd have to tread water the whole time. I can I can tread water. I'm a good swimmer. Oh, I couldn't do that for very long. I'm not. I mean, not a great swimmer. I'm not like you know like Michael Phelps or anything. Well, I guess I am Michael Phelps in a way, but I'm not like in that way. I'm not, I mean, well done. Yeah, just, but I, I can swim. Texas says TK's pole vault. <laughs> oh, I can't. Uh, I guess I'll read it. Texas says TK's pole vaults when he watches the Kate Upton Cat Daddy video. <laughs> I think I, the person that sent that the first original text, but that was a song in the Kate Upton video. I think I texted him the same thing I texted you. Excuse me if I didn't remember the song from this. Like, who's, that's not the most memorable thing from that video. <laughs> Texture says, Paps Red Ribbon. <laughs> I, 
I know, he went to beer. You know what my mind went to originally? Blue ribbon ice cream. <laughs> I, I had this. Well, that's, isn't that blue bonnet, though? Ah, damn. I thought, I thought the, the sad thing is I thought the exact okay, same thing, good, too. I'm not the only one. All right. Because blue, that's a good ice cream. I like that. Tucker said, Mike, I had the same epiphany. Fastest kid in middle school track and field. High school track and soccer was a rude awakening at Trinity. You always have that moment where, there was, where you're like, yeah, there's nothing I can do. That guy's just way better than I am. Way more athletic. Way cool. Like, there's just, you know, nothing this, I can do. This might come as a shock. I finished second in, like, the math contest thing we did it was like my, did my, you? It was my fourth grade year yeah i was math was never my thing like spelling i was not it's not spelling bee. what was the math called it a math math mathletes mathletes or something maybe. i, I never know. we never had something like that we did that i didn't do good in the spelling bee. shocking i know even though i have an 82 percent on wordle and got it today in three it's not bam impressive. <laughs> Whatever, impressive to me. <laughs> impressive. <laughs> that's 82% not impressive. I mean, most people don't miss many words. No, I, I'm up. just saying. <laughs> you show me these people. Uh, they're cheaters, I promise you. That's what it is. But I did I did get into math. Um, I think it was, was it, uh, might have been fourth grade, which now I think about it between that, getting a red ribbon in field day, and getting second place in the – in the lip sync contest, I may have peaked at fourth grade. A lot of runner up. Fourth grade was the year. I may have peaked in the fourth grade. Fifth grade was the year where I started getting bad at math. I was good <laughs> until they started introducing like letters with algebra. And I'm like, well, I what the hell is this? Well, Zachary <laughs> Taylor didn't do that. If we were like, <laughs> we're not, they're not even bothered with that. I think that's why I did well in like, it was either third or fourth grade when I did it because we were only on like, Still addition and subtraction, and I can do addition and subtraction. Texas blue bonnet is butter, blue bell is ice cream, so we're both wrong. <laughs> what was blue? We both went over two. <laughs> uh, second break. When we come back, we'll wrap the show. We'll make our predictions for tonight and this weekend overall. Louisville, okay. Texas A and M basketball game tonight too, don't we? I know. I I don't know why they're playing it on Friday night. I wish it was Saturday, but whatever. Um, be driving. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, we'll come back. That's something to listen to. Yeah, we'll make our predictions. We'll get uh, ready for tonight's game. 502-414-1450 if you've got thoughts that you still want to text in. Make that happen on the Thornton text line. We'll be right back after this here on 1450. I've played it a few times, I always get into it. I always forget how much I like it. Final segment here of the well, final segment for like a I guess like for you for a week. For a week. Uh, I'll be we, out next week. We do have some replacements coming in for you next Good. week. Good. I, I was going to ask because, you know, Troy keeps asking me, and he's like, he's like, who you got coming in? I'm like, I, I, I don't, I'm not handling that. I don't know. I, <laughs> I let Dugan know a while back. Like, I'm not picking my own replacements. I here. know we've got, as far as I know, uh, I'm pretty sure we've got Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday covered. Are you going to keep it a mystery? Well, uh, we've got uh, our man Rashawn coming in on Monday, Wednesday. Love it. As far as, as, as of now. Uh, and uh, Dalton is returning on Tuesday. Nice, very cool, and which is good because I saw him tweet yesterday that Top Gun was the best movie he's ever seen, or something like that. And you I've gonna got, grill him about it? I've got, I've, yeah, I'm gonna have to have a little little talk with uh, our, our man Dalton here on Tuesday. Have you seen? So the 
I guess the movie came out yesterday. The reviews for the new Jurassic Park movie are like the total opposite of the new Top Gun movie. <laughs> like, it's just getting skewered. People are like, it's terrible. I mean, the last Jurassic Park movie was pretty bad. At what point did the dinosaurs win and we just called it like a day? I mean, the, I want one where the dinosaurs just like take back the, the world. This, sorry for the spoilers, but like the, the scene in the last Jurassic where they're, they're going on the boat and the earth is like collapsing and the poor brontosaurus are standing. Like, I felt so bad for the dinosaur. I'm like, I think it was called Fallen Kingdom or something. It's called, like, it's, I almost wanted to walk out of the theater at that point. I'm like, this is just. It's like dinosaur old yeller over here. I've told you my thing. Like every time you look for a picture of you Google image search dinosaur extinction, like a meteor hits for whatever reason, every artist who's ever done this, there's a picture. It's always like all the other dinosaurs are just like dumbasses, like eating like leaves, like not paying attention. And there's always one T-Rex who's like, huh? Like (laughs) noticing the meteor. Like the the one T-Rex is always the only person who sees it coming. He's just like, oh, oh, what's that? Big giant fireball. Oh. Like every single one of them, it's weird. I mean, did you did you like the original reboot, the Chris Pratt one? What was it called? Drastic. I did not. I mean, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I, I wasn't. It was fine. It was, I was not a fan. Yeah, I think what annoyed me one was, and I think we've had this discussion. Which which one of the Jurassic Park originals had the more annoying kids? The first one. <laughs> That's a tough one because the kids in the second one were pretty annoying. They're all annoying. My parents are getting divorced. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And grow up dinosaurs are attacking <laughs> come on yeah you're gonna the, the, the concept of we need to create something new people are tired of seeing dinosaurs i'm like what how have you ever how could you ever be tired of seeing dinosaurs after a few years i'm just not buying the, the whole concept of the series at this point like if and then if we're dumb enough to do that you know what in this world where we keep creating dinosaurs despite the fact that they keep murdering droves of human beings we deserve to give the planet back to them like that's that's on us the third thing annoyed me most about the original, the original second reboot was the. Uh, there was a good, like, I feel like thirty minutes you could have cut out because it felt like just over pushing the car Mercedes Benz down my throat. Oh, there's one scene where uh, what's the girl's name? Who cares? Uh, yeah, Howard, whatever the the main woman. It's like she's driving somewhere and it looks just like a car commercial. And the only reason they did this scene was to put her to show her in the car driving while she's trying to call people to warn them. It's like, couldn't you just call them to begin with? Yeah, I mean, did you see last night, uh, Trevor? In, in actual sports news, our uh, uh, I, I say I say our 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 Oklahoma softball team they officially captured the national title. Dominated. We mentioned the, the, the insane stat they played sixty two games this year, forty one of them ended in run rule in a mercy rule. That's outrageous. How about this? Oklahoma opponents this season total in total scored sixty five runs against them. Four individual Oklahoma players scored more than all the teams against them combined. Jocelyn Allo right. scored 84 runs. T.R. Jennings scored 83. Jada Coleman scored 70. Grace Lyons scored 67. Again, all 62 Oklahoma opponents put together scored 65. That's it's insane. Outrageous. I was watching. How high- badly would they beat the Reds? <laughs> In softball or baseball? They beat the Blue Jays. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm saying at least by three. So you, you, I'm glad you kind of said softball or baseball because I was I was watching highlights of that of them just demolish Texas again. I started wondering what why do we keep just having the women's play softball? Why can't we just make let move them let them play regular baseball? Most progressive radio show in Louisville, right here. Get the women on the field on the diamond. I, I'm serious. I mean, like I feel like softball is for like the lesser athletic or lesser talented. Maybe I mean it's. It's a smaller field. You're, you're just doing promo work for the new League of Their Own series. I mean, they they did it. And that was you're in a the, field PR man. Yeah, and that was in the 40s. And I'm not asking them to put skirts on to where they have to, you know, slide head first every time to avoid bruises. But 
I mean, like I'm watching this Oklahoma Texas highlights. I'm watching Oklahoma and these ladies are just you know just athletic galore. I mean, they can do pole vaults with no problem. No problem. And I'm thinking to myself, like this is tiny field and this little little infield where I mean, there's like what 50 feet between the bases or something. God forbid, even less than that. I'm thinking, like, why are we still like making the women play play softball? That's like for men over 40 to do when they're drunk. It is interesting that we you know we went there and like we didn't change up everything with basketball. We don't they don't play on lower rims. They don't play on. No, I mean they put a smaller bass. They, they do put a smaller ball. Smaller ball, but, but I mean, it's not an entirely different sport. No, it's I mean with the, the basic ex- rules are the same. Yeah, with the exception of the ball. I mean that's really everything is the same. I mean I like your point. Why not just I mean at this point let them. Tell them to start throwing overhand and uh, let's start teaching the ladies just to play regular baseball. I think it would be it'd be a lot more. It would be a lot better fun to watch, especially at a high level like you know an Oklahoma or in Texas or college level, than it would be to watch softball. All right, now you're, a big yellow ball. I mean, come on, that's for that's for aspirin, okay, not we, for we can sports. Move. <laughs> the point has been made. Okay, well done. You're not going to believe this. I don't know. I can believe a lot. We talk a lot on the show about how things like non sequitur, nonsense things that we come up with somehow wind up like the turtle thing this week still is blowing my mind you snapping a turtle in half and then the turtle straw conversation all this i i did not know this do you know what the name of texas a&m's ballpark is where the cards are going to be playing their super regional tonight turtle park blue bell park (laughs) unbelievable Uh i don't know if that's a good omen or a bad omen i'm not sure if the vibes are good or bad from there i don't know maybe so not just a clever name, I would assume. In Blue, I thought Bluebell was like from Cincinnati. Don't they sponsor the Reds? No. Who's the ice cream that sponsors the Reds? Blue, again, Bluebell is not. Didn't we just establish that Bluebell is not ice cream? It's no. Bluebell is the ice cream. Blue Bonnet's the butter. Yeah, but we. I, I want. I don't eat the butter. I eat the ice cream. Okay. <laughs> I feel like. Like, what's his name, uh, Batista what? in Garden Galaxy? Like, we just displayed this 12 seconds ago. When? 10 seconds ago. I wasn't listening. <laughs> that's, that's not, <laughs> Somebody has photoshopped you into a Blue Bonnet, uh, <laughs> the butter logo girl from Blue Bonnet Butter. It's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. That thing is disturbing. <laughs> Speaking of, did you know, because uh, my first thought when I saw that picture was you look like one of the... I'm not giving anything away, like the Stranger Things, like the kind of ghouls and like the visions. So when the kid has the one in the in the forest, and there's like a little girl who's the first one to like point at him. You know what I'm talking about? Oh the yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, that girl's from Louisville. She won that role. There was a story about her in WWE really? today. Yeah, she won the, that role. I was about to say something, but I don't. I don't, don't do it. Don't no, do it. it wouldn't be a spoiler. I just. Yeah, I just don't want it to. It's not a spoiler, but it could be a spoiler. Is what I'm saying. Texas, this is not a KRC text. Do you do you think that KSR listeners had a meltdown with Bamani Jones guest hosting today? Not worse than they did with the the Pardon My Take guys the other day. Don't they have Bamani on a lot, don't they? He used to come on a lot. I don't think he has recently. Before he got popular, Matt Jones would bring yeah, him on. he was on a lot. All that. He loved him. Yeah, I did shows with him back, back when we were doing the old Duke, Duke and Zoltz stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, they oh, yeah, 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 doing yeah, his own stuff. Yeah, he would he would bring him on all the time when we were over at Cumulus. I'm not a Bamani fan, really. He's even... I mean, I don't listen to what he does now, but like when he would come on with Matt back then, he kind of annoyed me then. So he was kind of pretentious a little bit. He briefly, I say briefly, I think it was like a year. He worked for us at SB Nation. It was the first year that I had this job as like the college basketball editor. And his maybe second or third week when he was signed with us was when the Xavier Cincinnati fight happened. And he wrote a quick like like, recap away. Basically, he blasted Mick Cronin. You would have loved it. And and so like I edited it, put it on the site. I'd written my own thing and I finished it. And they're like, Okay, they're like, go ahead and bump Bamani's down and put yours over him. And I was like, oh. I was like, 
Ah, uh, not sure I've earned the right for this. I was like, this is. I was like, this guy's on ESPN. He's been on like you know around the horn, done stuff like that. But I was like, okay, <laughs> that's, he's gonna be number two here. He might, he might not like you now. <laughs> I don't think he even remembers ever working for me. Like, right. yeah, no, I'm like editing his stuff. I'm like, looks good. I was like, I'm not gonna edit. But I'm gonna tell Bamani Jones he needs to cut this out. He was an ex ESPN guy when we used to have Monty. He did some some stuff with ESPN, but they'd let him go. And I think he was working like on a North Carolina book or something. I, I mean, he's from there, yeah. Yeah, he was doing a, but I came in, yeah, and, and like I said, Matt Lott would just talk about him like he was in the next savior of sports journalism. I mean, he, he obviously has an eye for it because he's gotten big since then. I mean, he was nothing kind of when I when I first had him on and would talk to him, but he's he's as popular as they come now, so I guess Matt knew what he was talking about. Texas says they try and make a dinosaur that if you aim a laser on someone, they attack. If only we had some other weapon that you point, if you point at someone to take them out. Say what? Well, yeah, in this new Jurassic Park movie. Oh, I don't. It's yeah. I I'll, I'll watch it probably on like HBO or something. But unless someone like Maverick calls me and is like, "Hey, I got a free ticket. You want to go?" I may. I don't see myself seeing this. Texas. I'm a Cincinnati guy. UDF is uh, United Dairy Farmers. They sponsor the Reds. Yeah, UDF's great. They, okay, their their ice cream and milkshakes are fantastic. Yeah, I know there's an. I've been listening to Graders is also from Cincy. Is it really? I like graders. I saw a commercial for lactate ice cream. Okay. I got really excited last night. Like, it's ice cream for lactose, and that's what I need. I need, I, I'm Tom, promise you, I have no idea, like, you have how much you know how much I miss having ice cream at night anymore. I don't know. It's sad. I mean, it's like taking away your kids. All right, we don't have a whole lot of time. So somebody did ask me this yesterday after when you were gone. I don't know if you heard this, but now a different person wants you to answer the same question. How would you, if you were in this situation, Ask your significant other's father for his daughter's hand in marriage. Well, I wouldn't do it like the song Rude by Magic. I promise you that. Well, uh, we've established that now. How would I ask? You have to ask? Well, yesterday, <laughs> I don't know if you heard, <laughs> I don't know if you heard the text I read. Like, I, I don't know why it tickled me so much. I can't find it right now. But he was like, he's like, my father-in-law's a piece of belief. I didn't ask him because I didn't care. And I was like, it was like so straightforward. I just laughed my ass off. I mean, did you ask Mary's uh-huh. step before you asked her? Yeah. Is that, I mean, I know that's like old school tradition, but do people still even do that really? They do. I know some people, like all of my friends, I think did. Like my, um, but I, I, obviously, we had a couple people texting yesterday saying they didn't. Yeah, I didn't think anybody did that anymore, really. I mean, it's still a thing. I mean, it's did, still, you, did you offer like two goats and a mule for them as well? I mean, it does seem outdated, but <laughs> very outdated. It's uh, tradition, I guess. How would I, I mean, I, I would love to see you in this situation. I, I mean, I wouldn't think to ask if now if I'm with somebody and just high as hell asking somebody's dad. To, <laughs> Yo, man. Pretty much just kicking with your daughter right now. You'd be like, uh, say anything. I think I told you the story about kickboxing is the sport of the I future. I told you what the girl I was going out with. I went to her house. The dad goes, do you smoke? And I looked at him and said, cigarettes? Oh, God. <laughs> and she's just like shaking her head at me. I'm like, what? Well, what would I do? It's incredible. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, if I knew I had to ask, I mean, I would be, I guess, genuine. I don't know. Do I have to give him a gift? No. Like, is he like, is he like a mother? It's not a present situation. You're just asking if you can marry like, his daughter. Well, I mean, <laughs> I was, sir. Okay, I'm, I'm asking, you're, you're, you, you play the role of the dad, I guess. Hi, sir. No. <laughs> Call the cops. Get the hell out of here. Uh, sir, I would love to marry your daughter because, I mean, we haven't banged yet, so we, we're waiting for marriage. So can I marry your daughter? 
<laughs> she claims I can't get the milk. This is the I proudest can't. day of my <laughs> life as a father. That's something about the cow and milk. What's what's the saying? Yeah, you don't get the milk. With, with, you don't. You don't get why. Uh, why buy the cow? You get the milk for free. free. Yeah. There's a whole yeah. John Mulaney does a whole bit on that. That's fantastic. <laughs> so good. My favorite version of that is from Mallrats, but I can't say the last the second line after that. Uh, Texas, what's your Azerbaijan prediction? Uh, from, no. Huh? It's Formula One. You oh, gotcha. can say this conversation. Sergio Perez gonna win. Checo. Speaking of boom, form, can you explain to me why? Why is there a formula shortage for baby baby formula? Uh, it has something to do with like, a trade agreement that was made. I've seen is it an ingredient that's missing. Is that what it is? Well, no. There was a recall. Like one of the there, there are very few baby formula manufacturers in America, and like one of the biggest ones had to recall a bunch of products because they had something going wrong. Like two okay. kids, like, like a handful of kids died from it. Not good. Yeah, so they had to take all those off the shelves. And I've seen like a bunch of articles they blamed. like Somebody predicted this back in 2017 because of one of the trade restrictions that uh, Trump put in at the time. Okay. But now I think you know we're bringing in a bunch from Germany. We're bringing in a bunch from overseas. We're going to be okay. But for a while, they're like, I knew I had friends who were like freaking out because they couldn't find any anywhere. Yeah, I'm seeing this all over the news the last couple of weeks. And I'm thinking... Yes. Like I think like a month ago is very big news, but it was still is kind of because like they were they I mean they were talking about you, know, you said it's shipping terrible. and stuff and I just I, but I kept watching it and I'm like I got a Formula One question spawned, maybe take a formula <laughs> with three minutes left in the show well maybe take a formula baby formula and I was like because I, I mean, I'm I, aware I, of how it happened I keep seeing I keep seeing they keep talking about this shortage I'm keep thinking like but why I mean is it just like like synthesized breast milk okay I mean this is. <laughs> We don't need to get into this. Uh, we've, we've got, we have three minutes left. <laughs> it's kind of all the time I need to understand the, the formula. Texas says the most progressive thing about Trevor is, quote, F the dad, who cares? <laughs> says, by the way, I agree. He doesn't know her. He doesn't own her. It does, yeah, it, yeah, it, it does I mean, seem exactly. like, yeah, like, yeah, it's a weird thing. I mean, if she was old-fashioned, she wanted me to, I would do it. But I'm like, you know. Like, Texas says Trevor literally told this smoker story to the girl's dad last Friday. LOL. <laughs> Someone has made the video now of you, the the Photoshop picture of you on the blue bonnet, blue bonnet face with a talking. I'm terrified to click the link. <laughs> I wonder if that's the guy that did my uh, my bring Brom home. Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was funny. That guy's good. I like him. Texas says maybe don't use the word bang when asking the dad. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Sir, can I make your daughter... Preferably before the next in the next nine months because I kind of knocked her up. Texas, my wife told me I had to be respectful. I just made sure it was a big enough ring. Hand, handed it to my father-in-law and said, "What do you think?" He knew what I was asking at that point. Well, that's one way to go. <laughs> Texas, Mike says you can stay out of this Formula One convo. Trevor completely changes the topic. <laughs> well, no, I kept him a formula. Texas, I'll pay for Trevor to do a cycle of steroids to prepare for this pole vault. I don't think I should be on steroids. I don't think I'd be. I wouldn't be good on steroids. I've never done steroids. I haven't either. Have you, have you never done? No, that was not something I was willing to experiment. I with. just, yeah, that's I've my, my and my experimental days are long gone. I'm I'm past that. You say that now. <laughs> when we get out there and start pole vaulting, you're gonna change that tune. Well, real that's quick. a different experiment. Like, I mean, I'm willing to experiment with the pole, but like with with with, <laughs> nar- with narcotics, I'm good. Five fifty six on a Friday, <laughs> right there. <laughs> What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, I've asked myself that same question. Oh, my God. Um, let's talk real quickly before yeah. we talk, make our final uh, predictions for tonight's baseball game. You do have to head out a little bit early. Yeah. We do have NBA Finals game. I, I don't, it's weird that they do it on Friday. I don't I've know. lost me, all track of the schedule. 
Give me Saturday, but Warriors probably need this one if they're going to stay in the series. I don't like their chances to win three in a row. They are four-point underdogs on the road. Nine o'clock is the tip-off on ABC. Warriors-Celtics, game four. Trevor Kelsey, who you got? I called Boston right, by the way. Uh, you did. But I'm, and so, therefore, take the uh, Warriors with the points. I think the Warriors win by, by, by 11 tonight. Yeah, you said Celtics, and then the Warriors are going to win three straight after that. I said Warriors, and then they were going to lose this game and then win two in mm-hmm. a row. I'm, I'm going to go with the reverse. I'm now on your bandwagon. I think the Warriors are going to win the next three. I kind of hope they win the next three, even though Draymond is really annoying. He is annoying. But I say they win tonight for the purposes of it being an entertaining series. I, I kind of want them to win, too. It's gotta, I want at least to go six or seven. I mean, well, I think it's going to go six, but I think I'd love to see seven. Yeah, I, I'll say they win. I'll say it's relatively comfortable. They win by nine. Big game from Curry. Clay Thompson finally getting off the schneid. Bigger game tonight. 8.30, ESPN, Cards, Aggies, annoying, good bull Noah, the old guy, trying to rev up the crowd, bubbles flying everywhere. Who you got in game one, Trevor? Well, despite my depth of knowledge with college baseball and these two teams, especially a and I'm going Louisville winning 11-8. to eight. Ooh, I like that. Uh, the bubbles will be popped. Here's my bowl prediction. We lose tonight. We win the next two. I like that. Replay of the mm-hmm. regional. Fall behind early, basket going. This team loves a little bit of adversity. They're like that 07 team. So forget about tonight. We'll shake it off. If we win, great. We're probably going to sweep. We're winning the series. Are your Avalanche getting rusty waiting for this other series to end? I'm worried about who they're going to start a goalie. It's 3 2 right now. Yeah, lightning now. Lightning took the lead. Oh, yeah. I don't want the lightning. They have this mentality if we can't lose. It's, they make me a little bit nervous. I'm also worried about the goalkeeper situation. But I mean, they'd be the first 3 P champions since what the Oilers in like 85, 86, 87, roughly, probably. Sounds right. Oilers won, I know, like. I know they won like six and eight years, so, I mean, they did three in a row. Uh, I'm out next week. Hopefully, we'll have lots of good stuff to talk about. Hopefully, the baseball team will be still playing yeah. when I get back here a week from Monday, and hopefully, we'll be celebrating you know, Avalanche on the way to the Stanley Cup title. We'll react to all this good stuff. we got big recruiting weekend coming up next weekend that we'll be able to react to. The football commits are going to be flying in. We're going to have all sorts of fun. Go Cards. Beat Texas A&M. Beat whoever we play in the College World Series. I'm talking to you in a couple of Mondays, but tune in on Monday for 3 o'clock. We'll have Rashawn Myers here. Everybody enjoy the weekend. Go Cards.